0: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny
1: Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me.
2: Goodbye and good night. Hey! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. My name is James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
0: Chilling man, just um been playing this 2K and uh, making these these remixes of, of these songs. <laughs> uh, you know doing stuff to pass the time. So, so uh, I actually just put it on my on my YouTube channel is uh, Drew Hill. Tell me, and I, I made it like a modern kind of beat, and it's hard. You know, and, and I I woke this man. I don't know if James is asleep His James don't sleep. But I said that shit to him at like one thirty last night, and this man said I was harassing him.
2: <laughs> yes, you were harassing me.
0: You, you you harassed my my inbox. Like I don't
2: look the 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 beat you made for it, it works together. It, it works great. Um, but the part for me as you being a producer that does the sorts of things, I figured like. Once you play- once you got through the hook, like okay, you're basically just making a beat, and you took the you know the hook, and, and that's just the sample and whatever, and to, to, as a placement to shop to people. But then all of a sudden, I hear like jazz continue to sing his verse. I was like, oh, this man just did a whole cover beat. He's trolling me. Like that's, that's so that's how I felt about it. Like he's not using this to shop, or maybe he is, but he decided to send me the version that's the troll version. So so I was like, okay, here we go with this. And then it made me think about you know. Our, our Baltimore brothers and sisters and their in their particular accent and I made me think about the fact that like Drew Hill is from Baltimore, but like that hook is tell me what you want but it's not tell me what you want like how are you know <laughs> the accents of our brothers and sisters in Baltimore. Are. So I was like, hold on bro, how come they don't talk like they're kinfolk, what's going on?
0: So they made me ask more questions from you. I, I, I guess I guess it's a, it's a similar thing as, you know, folks in the UK, how they lose their accent when, when they, they start sing. singing.
2: I guess so. Okay, so yeah. uh, we have gone we've gone way too far without introducing our yep. guests that we have on the show. I mean yep. he's like, Hey, he's not gonna he's, they didn't forget I was here. Sorry about this. But uh yeah, uh first time ever, I think, on the show. Um, it is indeed, yeah. yes. So long time coming Sam Brown of Wrestling Headlines.
3: That's it. Yeah, you can call me Sam though. And I understood about three words of what you just said. <laughs> um, in like that
2: whole last, thing. <laughs> it's a, it's, it, I'll, 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 send, I'll send you a couple things. You'll understand exactly what I'm saying. Like if you ever watched a wire, it might pop. It might, it might, you might understand what I mean, but, but yeah. So we have Sam with us today. Cause we are going yeah, to, man. um, I, I've
0: been wanting to get Sam on for a really long time.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: man. When we first connected on, so Rich and I started writing for, well, it was Lords of Pain at the time. We were kind of coming up at around the same time, and I remember you saying, hey, when can we get you on my on my podcast? But uh, the times have finally aligned before the coming apocalypse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, it we're the gonna, it's going to be the, the, last, ever, right? be the <laughs> one, last ever One Nation radio, and uh, <laughs> you've had me on <laughs>
2: I mean, we'll, we'll see. Come this, you know, come this week, next weekend, if it will be. They, like I said uh, last week, later, like, might we might not have internet. They might shut this whole thing down if if it goes certain way. So we'll see. But but yeah, it's a it's a fifteen hour time difference, right?
3: Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the other side of the world. <laughs> in case yeah. you haven't, this man is literally
0: in the it's future, James.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, I am sunday here first of november
2: (laughs) yeah so um we have sam
0: here let us know how this work out ahead of time oh god
2: (laughs) (laughs) so uh we have sam here to help us talk about in preview um a little ahead of time but seeing that's gonna be next weekend i think it's perfect time to preview full gear because this card's loaded um As far as, you know, on paper, it is loaded. Uh, As far as some of the bills, I feel like every match is pretty much there except for one, and I'm sure we'll discuss that with Sam. But um, at at first, let's just um, talk about some of the – we'll get to that. So let's just talk about what we normally talk about, which is bashing on the main roster before we talk about the Wednesday shows. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Matthew Riddell, in the words of Kyle O'Reilly – is um, now dumping his first name and is going as just Riddle, like Cesaro or Neville or Big E, no Langston or I don't know how many people. Like how long before we call Lars
0: Sullivan just Lars? Or has Goldberg that already
2: happened. Goldberg. Oh God. Sting. I, I
0: think, <laughs> I, think I think will eventually be Lars. Yeah, I can see that.
3: <sighs> An old mate came out Otis, on Twitter and Tucker. was saying, I. I like being called just Riddle. It's my last name. It's what everyone calls me. No one calls me Matt. Everyone just calls me Riddle.
2: (laughs) I mean, I imagine that's true. That has to, you know, that's wrestling. That's, you know, that's sports. That's the military.
3: But... You know, like, who is... So, this guy, like, how do you stuff up, like, the best opportunity they've had for so long to create a superstar? This guy looks, looks like a... Looks like a god. Mm-hmm. He wrestles so well. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. Mm-hmm. People connect with him. He's got a legitimate background. Yeah. Like you don't see people in the UFC. No one's going, "Oh Jones." Everyone's John Bones Jones. Everyone right. knows that guy. No one goes McGregor. It's Conor McGregor. Everyone knows Conor McGregor.
2: K- well, it's be He sounds Khabib. like
0: that's well, true. Okay, that, that's because that man <laughs> got a got a last name like Giannis. You know, there's yeah. a reason. There's a reason that man goes by just Khabib. Um, when when you can wrestle a bear, you can kind of get
2: called what you want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's that's also true. Like, I mean, now look, I don't know how to spell uh Mega Man off. I don't know how to spell that at all. So I I, I I get it. But um, and you're right about the Giannis Antetokounmpo thing about like just we call him Giannis and we move on. Um, I think you know you're right about all those points about like how can you get a guy to live to that's is like, you know, hand delivered and is such a slam dunk. The problem is he's not a slam dunk no more. Like he probably shouldn't be on T V, you know? Um, but the fact that like they're they're moving on as if he is like they still care about him and they still want to use him is like, well then why would you give him why would you make him a one name person? Like that just leave that just kind of Lends you towards being, you know, less three dimensional as a, as a, you know, and a person to act in in a in I no, I'm not say AEW in WWE. I wish he was in AEW. Well, actually, I wish he was off TV. Period. But you get my point. Like, it's 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 really strange in the observer story. It, it, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. That sounds. uh
0: I think well, that dumb. So, Do you so really- like the? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, WWE is like. Like they've people have theorized these things about them before, with like uh, in regards to SEO traffic and stuff like that. But that for me, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, for me, I would be like. Well, I say that was the reason, right? Mm-hmm. That would tell me that WWE has a gross misunderstanding of how SEO works because everything's whoa, whoa, still going to pop whoa, hold on, hold up on, Rich, anyway.
2: Rich, let me let me stop you right there because we haven't explained to the listeners what actually is going on. So. The, gotcha. According to or, or speculation in the observer uh, from Dave Meltzer is that they are word from the back is that they have changed his name from Matt Riddle to just Riddle in a way to for if you were to Google his name or enter his name into a search engine, you will pop up Riddle and not see any of the candy Cartwright allegations of him raping her. So we can, now we can now now that we have the full context for the listeners. Um, now we can go from there. When you get that
3: full context, how bloody yeah, gross, I, I, what is right. that? Like, right. oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's not without yeah. precedent. The, I mean, the word was that that's why they did the, the greatest, what was it, the greatest match ever or something like yes. that that they did
0: the match earlier ever. this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: so that when you Google that, that's what comes up instead of, whatever, you know, Kenny Omega, card and Carter, tearing it up
0: in yeah. the, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: Okay, so go ahead with your point, Rich. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, so, could we? we, we, lo- we yeah, you know, we. Yeah, I, w- I was saying like they like if that's the case, right? Like, say that's 100 percent fact. Mm-hmm. That would tell me they have a gross misunderstanding of how SEO works, right? And also, like how the internet in general works, right? <laughs> Like unless you're going to change that man's name and cut his hair and call him Spartacus, you know, uh, <laughs> it's still going to get seen, man. Like like the toothpaste is out that tube already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it, also, and make him wear even you know?
2: my <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. Don't give my ideas. And then another thing um, is the, the that that line is something you've heard before. Like when we've ha- when they've had Triple H in the past do the Austin podcast on the network and they asked about China in the Hall of Fame and that was that was more or less almost verbatim what Triple H said about China in the Hall of Fame. It's we have this is a kid's show, right. it's not, but he said it's a kid's show. And kids don't watch the shit, but whatever. Uh it's a kid's show. What if kids go on the internet and Google something and they see it and it's like, well they will see the same thing if they were to Google Hogan, I imagine, but we're not but that's not an issue for Hogan, is it? So um, but yeah, like that's, that's what made me think, like, you know, this is something that is legitimate of, it, it's possible because.
0: This is an institutional thing.
2: Right. Cause you hear how, you hear their verbiage just trickle down from all branches whenever they do interviews to the public or say things to each other. So it's like, or not to each other, but to, um, the public in an in interview setting. So it's like, they're clearly, I don't want to say these boys are institutionalized, but, but Like, there's clearly, um, uh, <laughs> an education. place. There's a place. manual. There is an education taking place when, you, when you're in St- the Stanford House or Stronghold. So, um, yeah, man, it's just it's just really weird. Sam, like, do you, uh, w- w- what are your thoughts on well, now, this? On this now, because it's just like I don't. Do you really think that is dumb? Like, I, at one point, well, like I so see something they put I mean, on TV, the, but then it's like the they are also marketing on. geniuses. The first
3: thing it made me think of was Jim Carrey playing the Riddler in Batman oh from, like, the oh 90s. Oh my, oh, my God. So I'm thinking of Matt Riddle coming, out with, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like coming out, out with... He's the Riddler.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Coming out in all green with question marks See. and he starts See. cutting riddles for protomos. Like,
0: Remus I mean,
2: If he were on... Halloween Havoc. He would have came out with with lime green shorts on, with question marks, black question marks on, like the Riddler's uh, old outfit in the in the comic book. That would have happened. I guarantee. If he was still around for Halloween Havoc, I guarantee you he would have done something like that. But, oh my God, but give I it I mean, that could be kind of cool on a Halloween show. That could
3: be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. know he's treated as a serious wrestler, but clearly, I mean. I, I don't watch v- religiously I don't watch WWE. Um I don't, so but everything I've seen he's not being treated that way on the main roster so it, it just feels it just feels stupid. And as I said, like as I said, stars, you know, have full names. People have full names. Yeah.
2: I mean, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, yes. Like the average star has the average star has a full name especially in this company like it's not. It's, that's not a normal thing. You just be a riddle, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah you refer to someone by
3: their last name, but you don't just call them right. that. Like they have, you know, it's Steve Austin. Everyone calls him Austin, Like it's Austin, Austin, Austin. But right. he's still Steve Austin. He's still a
2: person. Right. He's still John, a person. People. Call, <laughs> it's not just a product. He's not just a brand. Right. Uh, okay, I, I guess. Um, here is comes Ramon. So it's that time of the year again. Um we we saw on SmackDown last night that Jay Uso is in full slave mode. <laughs> and he is he is he is taking out uh he is I'm sorry, he is um doing everything that Roman Reigns uh tells him to do like a good little boy And, um, I guess against his better judgment, he has decided to, um, take out Daniel Bryan, who fresh from returning from, um, paternity leave. Um, and this is, seems, given, um, the history between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, um, in kayfabe, uh, as far as the, the dirt sheets, if you will, over the years, um, you know, ever since 2015, they've been linked. Um, they are a match that seems like a WrestleMania match. Um, they, quite honestly, if you were to ask me what should be the WrestleMania match going into main event for next year, it should be those two together. Um, but we're in, you know, much like the Sasha and Bailey thing at Hell in a Cell, they decided to do this now, and you look at how they tend to book, and it seems like they will miss out, and Daniel Bryan will get a title, get a match that will move him away from the Royal rumble, which would then lead to probably edge winning the rumble this, uh, next year. But let's not go that far. Um, but it seems like they have, again, um, in, in, a, in a way that Rich has pretty much detailed, um, well, I don't know if it's with pain or with glee. I think at this point, I don't, I can't, t- it might be both, um, how they keep moving <laughs> Daniel Bryan out of the way by the Royal rumble. So that he is not in Royal Rumble, and then he is away from whatever big thing they really want to do come uh, WrestleMania time. So, Rich, the floor is yours.
0: I I mean, the evidence is there. Year after year, Daniel Bryan repeatedly gets shadow banned from the Royal Rumble. (laughs) in, In a way, they've learned their lesson from 2015. They said, well, we threw him out early in there. And then, what did they do? Like, there were a lot of rumors in 2016 that he was going to come back and everything like that. Every doctor under the sun had cleared him by that point, except WWE. So right. they make him go out there in, in February and retire. Right. So he's out of whack. He missed 2016, 2017, yes. 2018. Of course, by, by 2018, like, the rumbles are even louder. They're like, hey, man, this man's contract's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, something might go on. And Daniel Bryan magically is cleared. Hmm. I yeah, wonder like, why. What was it like? like five so,
2: weeks out from WrestleMania,
0: 2018. Right. Yeah. Okay. It, it was like three weeks out from WrestleMania. Okay, mm-hmm. even closer. Okay. Yep. So he goes through, uh, and and of course they they murder him as a baby face, like within months. A, a layup, blown like a like a blown layup, uh, the size like I I couldn't imagine you know how I couldn't imagine missing that, but they did. Right. So, Dan Bryant to save his own career, knowing how this company works, he's like, I'll be a heel. So, instead of getting the big inspirational thing with, you know, the fans feeling good and everything, this company's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take some heat. So, they make him kick AJ in the dick, put the belt on him, and I'm just like, I, I snap off and lose my mind. Like, I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, they've just turned him, I, I was like, they're going to make him a chicken shit champion. And of course, Dan Bryant Every step of the way, I said he's going to murder it because he's Daniel Bryan and he's right. a genius. But he did. we already know there's another there's another level to this. Right. So why don't you want that other level? Right. Like, so he has the title all through the Royal Rumble. Of course, he's the champion at the Royal Rumble, and they give him like a lame duck AJ Styles match after AJ Styles had already lost his rematch before that. Yep. So, <laughs> and then they make them wrestle like. Like this very, very slow match that leads to Eric Rowan coming out. No one's feeling good about anything. And that whole time, Dan O'Brien has no WrestleMania opponent planned at that time, even though he's the champion, right? And he's doing his Planet Champion stuff. Then all of a sudden, Kofi Kingston and catches fire. And that's like the best thing to happen because well, well, that actually well, well, on, gives on, real quick. him something.
2: In, in theory, the word was, it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali for a certain amount of time, which was then to set up for him and versus Kevin Owens. And then they put Kofi into the, into the gauntlet and he, and they put it basically made him the Seth R- Rollins of that year's gauntlet. And he got over. And so then they had to change course and then they move, uh, they pushed off Kevin Owens um, to the side or whatever for, for the better story, quite frankly. So go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And, and they were going to – had they been, even gone that Owens' direction, it, it would have been getting started too late. It would have, like, just been pulled out of thin air, for one. And Seemingly, it probably yeah. would have gone, like – yeah, it, it probably would have just been another match on the card at WrestleMania. And it luckily, would happen, Kofi Kingston, yeah. Daniel Bryan, like so, something happened, and that felt special for whatever reason, right? Yeah. First like African-born WWE champion. Never mind. Can you say um, that? Again, you broke <laughs> up at bit. the time, I was writing plenty of columns on Lords of Pain uh, detailing this.
2: <laughs> hey, Rich, can you start that over I again? I said at the time, time I was
0: writing uh, plenty of columns on Lords of Pain detailing all this.
3: And, and as one of the moderators um, in the comments so section, the... I, I always appreciated that, Rich. <laughs> you always brought out the best in me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this was uh, the same time Hulk
3: Hogan then... was coming back. To oh god!
0: Oh, god. <laughs> oh yeah, I was not happy at the yeah. time. I was not happy, but um. The uh, thing with Daniel Bryan from there, he loses and he kind of just fades around and drifts, and then all of a sudden he's a babyface without really a turn, um, but mm-hmm. he, he by just getting beat up by Eric Rowan, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's teaming up with Roman Reigns, and I'm like, well, um, both they 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 book Bryan and Reigns horribly together for mm-hmm. the rest of 2019. They don't do shit with either of them, <laughs> and then by the time the WrestleMania comes. Uh, or the, the, at the end of the year, they cut Daniel Bryan's hair off, which is like, you, they're dramatically changing your look when you're a babyface. It's, it's an adjustment, you know, for, and how people receive you, I believe. And, They're like, oh, we have this terrible champion named Bray Wyatt who who doesn't have any type of good matches at all. I know what we'll do. We'll put Daniel Bryan in there with him. At what time of year? The end of the year. Uh, And then the Royal Rumble to keep him out of the Royal Rumble because we don't want him near anything important at all because we ended up with Goldberg and Strowman, but never mind that. (laughs) Um by that time Daniel Bryan was having a nice little eight minute match with Sami Zayn for the IC title right where they want him, not the top of the card, not you know, getting fans excited, because they hate this man. They always have and they always will. And they're set to do it again, and not only with the guy that has been linked with him for all these years, the the the, the guys that have been diametrically opposed to each other, even through retirement, quote unquote while Reigns has struggled and Reigns finally has the, the correct alignment and it's like always what I said what would take for, for Roman Reigns to get accepted it was like I always used to say Daniel Bryan would have to come out of retirement Roman Reigns had to be a heel and Daniel Bryan would either have to like win at Wrestlemania or like they need to have like the best match like one of the best matches we've ever seen in the main event of Wrestlemania for the title and you live with it from there those are the options so what do they do? <laughs> They're about to blow this shit off. Put Daniel Bryan in the in Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble next year. This is my prediction. Uh, get Brian the fuck out of here, and then pull out Goldberg or something, and then Daniel Bryan will be wrestling like you know, I don't even know who's a heel, a mid card. He'll be wrestling fucking Corbin at like next year's WrestleMania oh or something. Oh my like god! <laughs> Shadow <laughs> ban from the Rumble. Write it down. If you look at the calendar, they got Survivor Series, so they, there's no pressure for them to do a match right. next month, right? Because all the matches are set up. Right. TLC, they normally do like goofy gimmick matches. Um, no, they no, could the do Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso, you mentioned. That,
2: exactly, that's the thing that's their form right there because they they've set, you know, the the Tribal Chief has set one one of his uh, deputy sheriffs to to come handle. Of, you sure. know, Daniel Bryan before this shit gets, you know, out of hand. So, like, you see, like, that was probably, unless that's television, I imagine that's going to be something that they do at, uh, TLC. And then from there, that gives them, you know, uh, about six weeks or five weeks to get to Royal Rumble. Um, traditionally going off of where T- TLC has been, nice like, you know, light. a week before or two weeks before Christmas. And then the very end of January, like, between, you know, that week off between the, Um, conference championship games in football in the Super Bowl is where they put Royal Rumble historically so that gives them like six weeks to get to a Roman Reigns match you have a nice little build and then they can you know tell they can have Daniel Bryan uh, get whooped and then they can move on with their day in theory so exactly that's why I said for you to to go ahead and do your so that uh, way
0: you get no Royal Rumble they they get no Royal Rumble, they get no hijacking, they get none of this stuff. They get Daniel Bryan getting beat before the Royal Rumble happens, and yeah. then or they have the Royal Rumble first and then they beat <laughs> Daniel Bryan. So like, <laughs> that's actually my prediction. They Sam, have the Royal Rumble first, then Roman Reigns beats Daniel Bryan.
2: Sam, do you, now, now my question for you, I have more or less, two uh, is one question. Do you? see the case that he's laid out or do you now understand what I deal with on a weekly basis?
3: Yeah, look, I, I work in a bank, I'm a business banker. If one of my clients came in, presented that kind of a business case and was like, I need to cut a check for for whether this is going to happen or not for Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. I'd probably be cashing that today. Yeah. I think Yeah. <laughs> like, man, and the the problem with the I mean part of the problem with this, right, is that there are people who will who will wave this like constant sidelining of Daniel Bryan away because Daniel Bryan is just so good that he makes it work. Like the, the booking Daniel Bryan has succeeded since he returned completely in spite of how WWE has booked him. He should, as Rich said, he should have had the most triumphant, heartwarming mm -hmm. return ever. Instead he gets like a mid card match and then a like, a flop like, what happened to his face Big Cass. when he returned? Big Cass! Like, he, he did not return to fight Big Cass, and there's so many amazing wrestlers on the WWE roster. How have we not had Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins yet? Like, that hasn't happened yet. And, and I that's don't know great. why. They had absolute bangers in the past in the lead-up to – in 2014. Yes, Sorry, they 2013. Oh, that'll they be had his WrestleMania opponent. Sorry. Ring. Yep, I mean, that's exactly right. And that's the that'll, problem, be right? That'll be
0: his WrestleMania opponent.
3: Those yes. guys will save it in the ring because yes. they're so damn good. You know, like he, he, he turned heel on AJ when he should have been having an amazingly triumphant run. But he makes it work because he's just so damn good. He's the wrestler of the decade. He's he's probably the best all-round wrestler in the world. So he just constantly makes it work in spite of the fact that, as you said, the WWE could not care about him. They don't. They he is someone that that they pro that is an inconvenience because he works so well. And the only reason they keep him around is because they know that if they let him go, he'll go to New Japan. He'll go to AEW, and he'll like become the most popular wrestler in the world in those organizations instead of in their own
0: <sighs> compelling case <laughs>
2: Why do I why do I feel like I've had like the last five years of like One Nation radio shows just like all thrown in together for like just this segment? It feels like I've it feels like i a rerun of the last five years of One Nation Radio. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um it's just for for me. It's like it's been beaten out of me. I, I, like I'm almost a poor
0: like. True. I drink, That's I drink, what, I, I'm I I'm removed from it. So like there is no anger here. There there is just simple analysis and, and jokes. Quite frankly, that they keep proving yeah. me right. I dare them to prove me wrong at this point. <laughs> the only sadness
3: for me is that we haven't had. That he he has he's still in the WWE, and like I mean fair play to him he's he's cashing that check. But man, how amazing would it be to have him in the G one? Like have him in a G one, having matches with like Ishii. Ishii and Shingo Takaga. I mean you could write a list, right? Of the people, there is a Shingo and, Daniel and, you know, Bryan
0: match from 2010 that's out there. Uh, it happened in Dragon Gate. Uh, if you guys want to find it. Yeah, and there's also um, I, I know it's out 30. there if you can find it.
2: Yeah, and there's also the what was the under thirty thing with Tanahashi and um and Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah, yeah that's cool, but like, oh, did was, they have a match? That
3: was ages. Ago. I was about to I was about to bring up Tanahashi and Daniel Bryan, Because right. I, me and uh, me and some other guys from, from Wrestling Headlines did like this kind of draft thing for you know our our to celebrate the last decade of wrestling. Mm-hmm. We all created did a draft roster, and somehow I ended up with Daniel Bryan and. And Hiroshi Tanahashi both in my organization where I was making How picks. Was and I was like, I was thinking the only other person I would have probably picked would have been The Rock, maybe, if he'd been <laughs> available. But somehow I ended up with those two, and man, thinking about the like the dream match they could have, oh man, yeah. yeah, that's the only that's the only sad thing about the Daniel Bryan situation for me now. Um, as I said, I don't really watch the WWE anymore. I've I've watched wrestling in other places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wish I I just miss him and wish he was. I you miss know, him. He's not
1: dead. I missed him. <laughs> He's alive. I miss him. This man is healthy. I miss I what miss you him. read. <laughs> God damn it. That oh <laughs> That's great.
3: I miss Daniel Bryan. That's perfect. <laughs> okay.
2: Alright, so
0: Oh, sorry. oh man. I guess we should get uh, into the preview now. Is
2: it worth the wait having me on? <laughs> yes it well, was so Oh yes. Do, <laughs> so was it I can't remember the date that uh he he showed up in WWE and Nexus or whatever else. So but I know it's two thousand ten and like I imagine like sunrise, whatever the date that is two thousand ten right now, in my head and then like whatever I guess what like, October halloween halloween 2020 (laughs) sunset because he had been pronounced dead by sir sam (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so i guess from there we we transition from the death of deck of brian (laughs) to um to a, a review for full gear um yeah man um I like so much about this build especially from the potential of the card um and I like all but one of these um, programs um I, I don't know where you even want to start Rich, where do, or Sam where do you want to start at you
0: do we just go I guess down we start with Sam if you want to go first on each of these just like just an overview of like what you're thinking of of how the card is and how they've got here and you know how excited are you for the event do you have the card yeah over? yeah i do
2: okay okay
3: yeah look i'm i'm super excited for this event i think it's it's shaping up to be a, a better card than all out i feel like maybe not i mean double or nothing was such a weird time because everyone was in lockdown and it was such a weird time tv wise and they you know pulled it out of the bag there but this one is just up and down so well built <clears throat> as you said there's you know one or two matches that maybe haven't haven't paid off as well as they could have in the build, but in the in the ring, I've got no doubt this is going to be you know just such a fantastic one. If you want to start, I mean, if you want to start at the championship level with my my man John
2: Moxley. <laughs> um, yes, let's start there. A guy who's wearing a Dean Ambrose shirt right now.
3: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, this has been. I've I've never I've always worn my fandom for this fella on on my sleeve. Oh, we know. Um, and and out in the open, <laughs> we've had. I remember back in 2018 having a number of back and forth with you guys. When, oh, when, whoa! When we're going to bring that up. A, whoa, that's, that's that's getting brought oh, okay, up right the fuck okay, now. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm happy to. We'll we'll talk about this and we'll get into it. But look, this year's been just a banner year for Mo, for John Moxley. Um, just and and his run as champion is just. I cannot remember a better run as a face champion. Um, that's been, you know, for, for so long since certainly since I've been paying attention to, to wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, and this the strength of it is emphasised in this match. They've already had this match. They had this match about a month ago. Yep. But they've managed to build it in such a way that it still feels incredibly compelling that he is going up against Eddie Kingston. Uh, in, in an I Quit match, and isn't it interesting that they're having an I Quit match, you know, like two weeks after the WWE had an I Quit match at Hell in a Cell, um, and I have got no doubt in my mind that these guys are gonna, you know,
2: show them how it's done. <laughs> right, and no, that's no knock against the, um, the Jey Uso and Roman match, I thought that was a good match, it's just a little mm-hmm. bit too um, over the top with acting instead of action for me, but um, I, wouldn't, I would never say that, man, I... I, I would never go back and watch it, but I like, wouldn't say it was bad. So, um, as far as, no, neither would I, and for the record, neither would I, but right.
3: I, I mean, you look at the two guys in this and the story that they have built already, Yeah, like the, even personal. just the fact in the promo Moxley was like, ah, I've been doing the rest for business, but this one's this time it's getting personal. Yeah. Uh, and, and Eddie Kingston takes everything personally, like every single thing that happens to him is a is a personal slight against him. Uh, and, and these guys are both electric on the microphone and aren't afraid to, you know, mix up with brutality in the ring. This has got all the makings of just a, an incredible I quit match.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Rich.
0: Yeah, man. Um, with with Marsley and Kingston, it's like... <laughs> I feel like you're looking at two sides of the coin of the same guy. It's like you're looking at the good version uh, of a guy and then like the bad version of the same guy uh in Kingston. Kingston has just I think come on the scene in a way that I would feel like long time fans of his are like beating their chest like this is what we've been saying all this time and this guy's never got like, you know, the proper elevation, the proper shine <laughs> it's and so simple, it seems like AEW <laughs> yes. I, I feel like um I feel like AEW stumbled into like another like you know quasi a guy that can work the main event. Mm-hmm. because he's always going to be able to talk to somebody and, and get people, you know, uh, like, we see it on BTE when they're like, hey, Eddie, cut a promo on this bag of, like, Sour Patch Kids, and then, like, he does, <laughs> and it's amazing, and it's like, wow. it, it's fucking, like, it's crazy, like, they would be like, I hand him a cookie, and be like, hey, Eddie, cut a cut a promo on this cookie, and then, you know, it's like, you know, they my wife's come crumbling down, and, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, a pumpkin, yeah, that one was, too. And, and that's going to be very valuable as you know you're going to be developing. I think a lot of baby faces, and Eddie Kingston is the perfect guy for every one of them to fight. <laughs> and he's a he's a faction leader. Like this guy's like taking a rapid elevation. That's not taking anything away from Mox, who's just been a, a battalion of consistency uh, throughout this year. Been, I think you know he's going to win Observer Wrestler of the Year. And you he's going to be a
2: wrestler year too, probably.
0: Uh, like I think he's going to, um, like, with with this match, he's going to really get to show. He had his crazy match with Kenny last year, but mm-hmm. he's going to get back to some of the crazy shit here. So, and he's going to be right in his wheelhouse with what he likes to do. This is going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. Um. Okay, so you made this point about how like they're two sides of the same coin, and it made and it makes me think of the last year's Santana and Ortiz versus Young Bucks match when they did their you know their version of twenty four seven the Road two stuff when they said you know like. Y'all, you know, your your you know, your your dad went out there and made your a ring so you can go out there and be backyarders. Like y'all aren't self made. Like y'all had all we you know, it's us, it's me and my brother and we, you know, got on them trains to train to do this shit, to make the dream happen. Like we had help, we ain't had no help, you know? And then and talking about how like what is it to be uh makes me think of like the Becky Lynch or Rhonda promos. Like, it's one thing to be made tough, uh or be born tough, it's another one to be made tough and but anyway, uh the real thing for me is like you think of the opposite sides of 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 the coin that you mentioned when it came to that, and it's like, but they also with this the way they're setting it up is like they also knew know each other knew each other, and then you look at like Moxley, you know the land of entertainers as as he said, um Kingston said it's like you got the shot, you got the call to the show, I didn't, I had to toil away. I could have been you. I don't think he said that, right. yet, but like a lot of that is pointing towards I, I, I could I feel have like been that too.
0: You. So right, I, I feel like that too. Like right. he, like like this could this could easily like based on the Eddie Kingston character we know, you don't think Eddie Kingston would have loved that life, uh, right. making that money like this. Right.
2: This is <laughs> right. He's a scammer. This whole thing he's just, he's just a little scammer. Like there's a lot of him in there. A lot of consmanship there, absolutely. So and a lot of sleaze and and, scu- and, and, uh, and scumminess. Like so much sleaze. And, like every time he comes out, I always, re- I've, I've, never mentioned this on the show yet. But every time it come, he comes out, I keep thinking like this man has this fake imitation knocked off version of um of that D- of DMX. Uh, um, oh my yeah. god. Uh, stop being man, greedy stop being greedy exactly he's like he keeps coming, he has that fake version like it keeps sliding because I keep forgetting it why does man keep sliding but anyway it's just like yeah that's that's the thing and I mean I, I hope like I'm not or I kind of do hope that like on the go home show he says it's like I could have been you I'd been like I was on, the, I was on the, pu- the pulse of this the whole time but yeah just it's just a it's just a very personal story and like you know I really think it's a really nice touch is like Boxley thinks this dude is redeemable even though we've seen nothing to to let us believe to let us believe this i mean and maybe it's part of the fact that like you know moxley is is kind of with these kind of shenanigans or you know or could be a part of some of these shenanigans if he weren't wasn't you know this anti-hero but he finds you know uh a, a piece of himself in, in kingston and he's like i'm trying to drag that out of you you know once i beat you know Leave you unconscious or or make you quit or whatever else. Like, well, he was so, saying
3: he's gonna beat him until he's his friend again. Right,
2: so. right. <laughs> I, 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 I really, lie. you know, out of nowhere yeah. too, because like you know, two weeks ago or you know, almost three weeks ago, I was like, why, why are they going?" It's like they're headed towards us again. Why he just dispatched of him, just like you mentioned earlier, Sam. And now I'm just like, after these promos they've cut on each other the last two weeks, is like, it's very similar to like this to the. Samoa Joe 2017 talk talk up the hype to get you just like all of a sudden you're just hot as shit out of nowhere. Um and like just they've crafted this seemingly out of nowhere. Like, you know, I made the joke about um Iron Man about like they seemingly just made this shit out of bits and parts and scraps in a cave, and it just works so well. And like
3: I was I mean, I was actually kind of I was kind of worried about full gear because I was when they were heading into that Archer match. I was like, "What the heck are they going to be doing, Moxley at full gear? Right. If they're going to be doing this singles, I think I'd earmarked that um, that as when Omega and Moxley would meet again. Uh-huh. But then they announced that the singles final would be in at, at full gear. I was like, "Geez, what are they going to do with Moxley? Like, and I was thinking through my mind, who who can he go against? Who can he go against that's, that's going to get him through to that match with that I hope is going to happen with Omega? I guess now at Revolution." Um, and they've just pulled this out of nowhere as like this guy got beaten clean in like 10 minutes a month ago. Right. And they've been able to just pull it, like build it up out of, you know, and and, I mean, is there a chance that Eddie could win? Oh no, absolutely. No, No. not really. But I I mean, in the heat of the battle, yeah, in the heat of the battle, it's going to be, it's, it's still going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, like, the, ultimately, the yeah. thing is, like, go hard enough to where you get the near fall where you think, oh my God, he's going to actually lose. And then after the kick out or the last gas survival, like, you go from there and get out of the match. And that's your, that's success in itself. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's really the main thing. Um, just get, get people to buy into one or two near falls for Kingston by the end of the match and then, you know, go home from there.
0: It's gonna to be tough because I quit match, so no near falls, but they need to feel like Marsley's like finished at some yeah, point yeah. in the match.
3: Well
0: like he fall, cannot
3: he yeah. cannot go through it'll be like he cannot go through this. Right. Like he will not put himself through this. Right. Like Eddie's Eddie's Sorry. got, you know, set the Lucha brothers on him and set the butcher and the blade on him and got him into a position where he's got to, you know, as I mean that thing that he said last year I think when they were doing the uh, the stuff with Kenny where he had to crawl through glass they're gonna put him in a situation mm-hmm. where you're like there's no like he's got no option but to quit but Moxley being the badass that he is he'll he'll crawl through that glass and, and come out the other end yeah die hard
2: <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, what were you saying is the next match would it be the young bucks versus FTR or would it be Kenny Omega and hangman because I'm willing to put FTR in, you know, as low as you can put it. (laughs) I
0: I would probably say Kenny and Hangman. Thank you. Because, like, you know, it's the return of singles Kenny Omega on pay per view, which is very exciting. Um, These guys have been linked and um, they've had this tournament. Nice tournament. Uh, We'll get to it later in the review, but um, Hangman and Kenny, Sam, how are you feeling about this? Like, how about everything, you know, going with uh, both of these guys kind of. You know, breaking out from their team, and yeah, you know, going into this thing here.
3: It's it's just been a you know an incredibly long story, but a really good one where we've had so many little teasers. Like I just remember at Revolution, which was in February, February. Yep. where they teased that. That Buckshot, te- first they teased like the Young buck super kicking Hangman, and then they teased, and the crowd was so into each one of those things. Uh, and, I mean, hasn't, AEW has done an incredible job with Hangman, and I know you guys aren't quite as hot, hot on Hangman as what a lot of people are, but, you know, this guy was not. When, when they put him out there to be and he made that promo back in 2019 where he was saying, I'm going to become the first champion, it was like, oh, really? Really? And then he got up against Jericho and it was like, wow, this man's going to have to like have the best showing he has ever had to be in that position. But now, a year later, it's like, this guy fits. People love this man and he feels like a main event star because of all of the toing and fro they did in that tag team, um, because of the way that they've had Uh, have him, he was almost the dominant force in that tag team and Omega was kind of in the background and you could see the resentment from Omega building up, bubbling up a little bit. And now Omega's come out and reminded everyone just how great he is and how big of a star he is and, you know, is, is playing fully into that idea that he is the greatest that he he's he's sending up the idea that he is god's greatest gift to wrestling uh and leaning so hard into that that you've got this you know you actually have a really interesting dynamic between them as well beyond just like you know it's going to be a banger you know they've got history you've got this guy who's like really earnest um and wants to prove himself against a guy who thinks he is like is acting like he is or is a god almost and you know I've no doubt that Kenny Omega believes that he will absolutely wipe the floor with Hangman Page. But you know, Hangman's going to he's he's gonna be going into it going, this is the biggest fight of my life, but I'm gonna give it everything I got.
0: James Yeah,
2: um I'm with you on the layout of the of the of it. I think the thing for me is just like I'm a person that's like, I'm watching stuff from week to week, and I'm just like, all right, actions or whatever else. Actions and talk, like, cool, but like, actions are what really matter more than anything else. So like, when Hangman is like, so caught up with like, being a dick to the Young Bucks, and then, and he knows that like, his tag partners are are so close with the Young Bucks, and then like, ultimately he, you know, instead of wanting another match with them after he, you know, boat raced both of them out of there um, at, at Revolution to, like, take the easy way out and screw them dudes from getting a, another chance at a title shot, and then, like, you know, as you mentioned, the, you know, the the building for, and protection for Hangman was you're going to tag with Kenny, and you're going to win every match by with a pinfall, with a finish. um, For him to go out and lose at the end, and then like you know just like not understand or i don't i don't i get the sympathy for people having for him because they like him but for me it's just like he's an asshole he screwed over his friends his friends didn't do anything to him that in um in in equal response to the stuff that they've done to him I don't really find that dude that, like, worthy of redemption, <laughs> at least not yet, so it's like, I mean, because obviously, you know, you can go on the, the path towards it, similar to, you know, Seth in 2017, right? But, it, if it is if it is there, it ain't there yet, so and I'm just like, alright, he's gonna go out here and have a match, and most people are gonna be into the hangman thing, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, like, Kenny's the Kenny's the one that actually should have a grudge against that dude. Like he screwed over his friends, and then he lost the belts. Like that's how I do see watch,
3: it. Do you watch Do you watch BTE, James? No, I watch only oh, one. Of okay. Life. There's been some interesting stuff on that, and I wish it was on Dynamite, and it's, you know, it's AEW's fault it's not, where Hangman's been talking about how he realised that he was always going to be second fiddle for the Bucks, that they, you know, they wouldn't accompany him to the ring for his biggest match ever against Chris Jericho, um, whereas they accompanied Kenny to the ring for all of his biggest matches. Uh, And that was when he realised that he was always going to be a prop for the Young Bucks, some... And he would be everything that he did would be able to be leveraged by like the Young Bucks and the Elite to be, um, look what we have given you. Like you need to be grateful to us. Um, look what we have given you. And that's why he wanted to take his destiny in his hands. And look, to be honest, I'll they haven't done the best job explaining that, um, beyond what they've done on BTE. So on actual dynamite I totally understand where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Um yeah. but that's I guess that's that's what he's saying is that look, these guys were um like, they sure, I was getting something from them, but they weren't actually behind me the way that they said they were. And he said the same thing to Brendan. He had a really interesting kind of thing with Brendan Cutler when Brendan Cutler was, like, asking the Young Bucks to be on his side and sit in his corner, and they were like, uh, no, I don't think we will. Um, he was like, look, you'll always be a prop to them, and yes, they've done some nice things to you, um, for you, but they they will always hold that over you.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean about yeah, like uh, they were like, like we we only we only expecting one wrestler
3: yeah. yeah, and he thought, right. and he thought with, that's with, what he literally said. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and and he thought with FTR that they might have been his boys because they had so much in common. And well, right, because they're obviously because they're they were Southern they, they were just screwing <laughs> him over. Yeah,
2: they're both, they're both white guys, <laughs> and then drink beer, they love yeah, so, beer. <laughs> like that's the, and, and that's the thing when it comes to with me is like okay, it's like when we talk about you know emotions versus and I'll, I call him the emo cowboys. Like that's what I mean when it comes to the emotions part about it um, with him is like. He tells you, or he'll tell you obviously off on BTE or Road 2's how he feels... But then, like, he'll go on in these shows and then he'll screw over these people that, like, haven't done anything necessarily wrong to him. And it's like, bro, that's a you problem. That's not, that's, not, that's not a Young Bucks and Candy Omega problem. That's a, That's in your head. You are your own worst enemy. And I understand how people, like, feel for that kind of character because a lot of people also feel that they have self-destructive tendencies or whatever else. And they, and they you know, they hope that this dude can overcome that. But for me, I'm just like, hey, bro. You'll fuck up. Just stop fucking up and you'll be okay. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, bro, dude? And that, that's why this I don't care that like he's he's drowning his sorrows in alcoholism and beer. It's like, "Hey, bro, unfuck yourself. Seek help. There are professionals that will help you, uh uh cowboy. I, but but I can tell you this. Wrestling and throwing your head at the ground will not help you. That will only make things worse."
0: <laughs> so, uh um I'm very excited about this match. Um, as Sam mentioned, this oh, has yeah. been a oh, yeah. very long term, um, story. And essentially like, uh, the, the big controversy and talking point has been Kenny Omega's usage, the first year of AEW, And, yes. you know, it, it feels good to say that we, I believe on this show have said the whole time, like, yeah, uh, clearly this is building towards, You know, him, like when Kenny did all his jobs in the beginning, it's like, okay, cool. Everybody that's now in the main event scene has been established and had to go through Kenny. So by that time, it's time for him to come back around. He's got something cool to do in the meantime with Hangman. He can lend uh, his star power and his credibility to Hangman, help make another star. And then that's his next program. And by that time, that's probably going to carry the company uh, into 2021. And we're here now. So <laughs> after a two hundred twenty eight day title reign with like ten defenses, uh there'll probably be the tag team of the year. Uh Kenny's a wrestler of the year candidate. I know the he's he's uh got an opportunity to add on to his resume uh at the end of the year with with this match with Paige and whatever happens uh from now, I don't think he's much of a lock as he once was. But he um him and Hangman, they have shown they have chemistry not only on screen as a team, uh, in matches. Like from the third episode of Dynamite, they started teaming up. Everyone loved the yeah. team. That was that and, great tag
2: match with him with those two versus uh, Pac and 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 um, Moxie, where Moxie Mox. walked out on Pac and Pac. That's when Pac got his first loss in
0: AEW, right?
2: Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, se- was that like the second or third show of Dynamite?
0: That was like the third week or okay. something. Yeah, yeah crazy so this is like been crafted like Kenny lost his first big main event against Jericho. Hey lost that main event against Jericho and from there they were kind of together like for the most part you know um, and now with them you know the, the fallout over the summer I want to see Kenny beat that ass
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about just, it like,
0: just, saying. That's, just how, saying that's
2: exactly how I feel. It's like he 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 decided to, he's he he is at the top of the card. He loses. He decides to go side questing with his young boy. His young boy keeps winning these matches or whatever else. And then at the end, like he has problems with people that he, that are of Hangman's or I'm sorry, of Kenny's that, that Kenny is closer to than him, and he resent and I, like it's just like for me, it's like what could Kenny have done as a human being to like have you know make this work more smoothly. Like, I feel like he's the aggrieved party. I hope he blasts his fucking head off. Like that's, that's me too. Yeah. Like just man V yeah. trigger that man's head to fucking San Diego from Jacksonville. It, I it, don't it, care.
0: It, <laughs> like, and it's funny like character, blast him. Like Kenny's been the one to kind of undergo this quote unquote this character change and right. you know, kinda of embraces more. Um, eccentric qualities. I would I would describe it as, and you know his critical acclaim and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff that that I love that fires me up. So it's like I'm not gonna boo no Kenny Omega. Like he's clearly like gonna be the straw that stirs the drink here. But I think there's
2: also some at play. Like I mean, I don't know. It it, I think you know I wish there was a crowd, a full crowd, and maybe there'll be enough crowd to actually fill this. But like in the aftermath of this match regardless of whoever wins or loses, if this is indeed the full-on, you know, the the turn or the final push to get Kenny Omega to full heel Kenny Omega, I hope he does take a page from Jericho when he was wrestling Sean and call the fans hypocrites. Like, I didn't break up the Elite. Hangman did. Why are you booing me? He's the I didn't lose the belts. Hangman did. Right.
3: He's the asshole. And, I and all I've been hearing all year is, we want the cleaner back. We want singles Kenny Omega. Here he is. Why are you booing him?
2: Right. Like, so yeah. I really hope there is a, there is the Jericho hypocrite th- angle there. Cause it's absolutely there at play. I don't know what I'm saying is I hope he uses it. So, cause it's there. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Hey. And also, I'm just so happy to have Kenny Omega as a singles wrestler back. I really am. Like, I, I, look, don't even, no disrespect. Like, I love the tag matches or whatever else i like to see Kenny Omega by himself doing his thing. Like, I don't want to see Kazuchika Okada in a fucking tag team. I don't want to see Mayu and... Like, I know she tags all the time. I don't want to see Mayu and Tani in a tag team. I don't want to see Io Shirai in a tag team. I want to see... I don't want to see Ishii in a tag team, even if it is a never or whatever else thing. I want to see the top dudes at their best as acts kicking all kinds of ass and getting their ass kicked. I'm fine with that. Like that's that's kind of what I prefer to the tag matches. Like I think a lot of the other stuff kind of It's cool, but like I feel like it's easier to tell one on one stories than it is to tell four person stories to try to get that through. And like I think they did a, a great job with those two and even with the Young Buck stuff or whatever else. Every tag team they face. But I feel like I, I, I feel like this. We're here now. Will, I think the match is gonna blow the roof off. Like I think it's gonna be one of the better matches in AEW this year. I, I'm I'm really happy that we're gonna get to this point because like I had to wait so fucking long to get through these fucking tag matches. Like you know, I'm running a great tag match, but I want singles action.
3: There is a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like it's it's just it's yeah, just, it's so, really um, hard. The Young Bucks do a good job of it too, but like it's really hard to get that. Well, aside from the last couple weeks, but it's really hard to get the. The two team, four people and two of them hate the other two and and vice versa as opposed to one person and this person and something's in the way or there's a tension there and there's going to be resolved in the ring one way or the other. i it's, it's just so much narratively neater and it's such a, it's less effort and it's more efficient to me. That's just, that's just what it is. Like, don't get me wrong, I love tag wrestling, but. I'm just glad Kenny's out out like his prison out. He's out, <laughs> and, and out. it's time to go. And it's time to go.
0: Yeah. So who who uh, who we got? Who... I, I was go I
3: was thinking I with... yeah I was thinking Kenny and until uh, I think it was this week. Just some bloke I follow on Twitter, Gareth. Uh, he uh, was posting a thing about why Hangman should win. And I kind of mm-hmm. – so he's – I don't know if I completely agree with it, but I kind of understood where he's coming from in that if they really want to make Hangman the star and they kind of have been saying, look, Hangman is the future of this promotion, if they – they risk putting a glass ceiling on him if he continually loses to the top guys. Um, so he's already lost to Jericho. If he loses to Kenny, that's like – I always look at the four top guys are Kenny, Moxley – um, Jericho and Cody, um, yep. and that yep. would be two, him losing to two of them, so it almost sits him at that, that, that level be, just below them, and mm. to get through that level it can get harder and harder the more you beat him, mm. um, with those top guys. That's true. I think, I think AEW could do it, um, cause it's kind of, that's like a WWE thing that we're sort of importing in, uh, but, I, I can kind of see the argument for for Hangman, for Hangman beating Omega just to like push him through to that that final top level and solidify him at that top level. But man, I want to see, I want to see, I, I'd love to see Hangman and uh, Hangman and Moxley. But man, I want to see Omega and Moxley again because you know they're gonna
2: smash it. Yeah, I th- I think the thing for me is I have trust in this promotion that I don't have in um on the main roster so for me mm. like they can beat Johnny Gargano to death because I know eventually he's going to get the title Regardless of, even mm. if it's two months just two fucking months he's going to get the belt um and I think the thing for me is if the idea is to get Kenny Omega as a heel I feel like the best path for that is he just Whatever he does, takes an easy way out, a shortcut, what have you. But beats Hangman, succeeds Moxley as champion, reigns as the heel, and then the person to eventually topple him is Hangman in their second match. And I trust in their yeah, Make people booking. from a business yeah.
0: perspective, people will pay for that, right? Mm.
2: Right. It's just, cause it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate. And, and also
0: you run the risk cr- of crowds maybe coming back by them. Right. Mm.
2: Right. So like for me, like, because I trust in the long-term booking in a way that I really only trust with New Japan, mm. AEW, Stardom, and NXT at the top of the card. Like a chase will actually be fulfilled before it's on the back, before it's like way past its peak or, um, or they've done something to screw up the character. So I'm, I'm, I can, I can buy into that, um, with with them. So I'm, I'm willing to, you know, so I see it as like, that's setting up for a bigger, you know, payoff potentially if he were to win later on and supplant Kenny. And by that time he will officially have been, you know, in that ranking. Cause I mean, by that point in time, there's still time for him, you know, hangman. You mentioned about, um, the top four, like, he could lose and then mess around and become um, the TNT champion mm. for a while, lose it, and then come back by the end of next year and, and win it. Like, there's still things for him to do. Um, yeah, they
3: planted place. seeds for him versus Brody, um, potentially. Yeah, I think you right. Oh, yeah, that's right, right because,
2: you just, know, he. That's, yeah. that's true with the Brody thing. Absolutely. That's been there for, just, for and months. man, that would be even an awesome month. match as well.
3: Um, and Puck's coming back. Park and Hangman, you can run that one back as well.
2: That would be the fourth <laughs> match, right, if they were to have another match. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love their, I love their,
0: feuds. <laughs> Hell, you can get, you can have Jericho uh, fight Hangman, and then basically have Hangman topple right back all the dominoes yep. that has led him down yep. to this lowest yep. point.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Look, I, I was, as I, I said, I think Omega will win it, but it, just, look, it and, and then, and porn. then when
0: Hangman's the champion i and then when Hangman's the champion, who, what heel do you have coming up? Cody. MJF. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say Cody. I thought you were going to say Cody, but
2: yeah. But, but, he can't, but he can't, uh, fight for the champ, he can't fight for the belt ever again. Why? Because he self-imposed some shit that's not legal. He just, that's how he's going to turn heel. Like he's going to go back on that and like, I'm going to be like, I told you this shit was stupid when they did it back in 2019. Um, yeah. It could be Speaking NBA. of stipulations
3: it could be. about not being able to fight for the belt again, do you want to move on to FTR versus Young Bucks? Oh, my
0: God.
2: All right, let's go.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Let's do it. We, we, we did a thorough breakdown of our issues with it last week. So, Sam, uh, FTR versus Young Bucks. How much more excited, if this is the case, if it, or not the case, uh, let us know. But how much more excited were you about this match like three months ago than you are now? <laughs> oh. I mean, I think everyone's still excited for it, but
3: we're just like, what have you guys been doing? Like, did you think this whole thing through? And then, like, all of a sudden, it's now, like, the Young Bucks have got to win, otherwise they can't fight for the stip- for the title again, and that's right. what Cody did last year, and it's like, what? What is going... Like, I trust you guys to save it in the ring, but what is going on? And, man, it's just so, so weird that it's been like the two biggest FTR matches have like kind of almost you know that one the the match with with Omega and Hangman it was good but you know it wasn't it wasn't like it was this this transcendent base. level
2: yeah it was a disappointment based on expectations Absolutely. and and
3: you know like they haven't blown the roof off with this with the lead up they've kind of i thought they'd salvaged it when they you know busted when they pillmanized Matt's leg, but then this week they like did an interview, which was kind of kind of interesting. But then they added this weird stipulation on it. It's like, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> why? Why are we doing this stipulation again? And like, I thought it could be shot like Dickhead Hung, but um, Dickhead Young Bucks are having a shot at Cody, but they haven't phrased it that way. No one else mentioned like how it echoes of Cody from Full Gear last year. It's just, it's just a baffling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you do They get I'm every, glad. like, they've got every other main event thing. Right. <laughs> right. But this is just... I'm, Sam, I gotta tell you, I'm glad that you don't like this. I am so, so, I thought you would like this. I'm like, I don't understand any of the people's motivation in this. Like, it's four bad guys. Have at it. I don't care, man. Like, I, I, should, I, I hope the match is good, but, like, the, the young...
3: I can't... They've- I kind of get the the overall direction of the Young Bucks heading that way but yeah. the problem is they've they've put this match up with like the company's most despicable heels <laughs> at, like at the wrong point of this arc ah, that should be look that should have been what caused the Young Bucks to like fly off the off the handle and go okay we need to become what we were in 2016 when we thought these guys you know when they get beaten by FTR the first time that should be they that's when they like go go back to being you know scummy, arrogant little little pricks because they're really good at it, yeah. but <laughs> instead it's like this is halfway through that transition, um, and it's just weird timing for it. No. Me or you rich? Yeah, this has been a weird run for the revival. Uh, oh, like the did. revival, the revival's eventual indie run has not gone the way we thought it would. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so. For me, this is like some boy who cried wolf shit. Like, I don't know how many title shots or how many number one contendership matches the Young Bucks have blown, but it has to be at least five at this point. right? Like, let's see. They, uh... Did they have a match with, um... SCU when they were champions? Didn't SCU beat them when they were champs in the title defense?
0: Yes. That's one.
2: Yes. They lost the, they lost to the <laughs> they lost the a party in the, in the first round of the tournament. Yeah. That's two. Mm-hmm. Uh they lost to Hangman and in, in um in Kenny. That's three. I feel like there's other ones that, the that they had to get in and they've lost as well. But anyway, like they, you know, you have <laughs> they have uh oh my god, what's his name? Mask announcer AEW. Playback. caliber They have X-Caliber on every fucking, uh, go, you know, pre show, 24 7 thing, road to say, I, the Young Bucks are the best team in the world. And all they do is fucking lose whenever it matters. And now, and now, they're like, all right, well, put, we're gonna put our money where our mouth is. It's like, all right, bro, like, that would be more, far more helpful if you were clear cut baby faces and not dicks. Where people be like, oh no, this might be their last. This might be this is their last gasp. They have put they have put it all online line, and now it's like you've been kicking ring announcers and Tony Schiavone for no fucking reason for the last two months. I don't care if you don't win the titles in the month. Fuck you. Like so, me, so it's like for me, it's like you're dicks. Why should I care? Like, would it suck if a great team like you don't have a chance to be able to? Champion? Yeah, but you're an asshole. So why should I care? I think that's that what,
0: that's what they're depending on. That's what they're depending on. That they're the best, like this. This no, no. They're depending on you feeling like, whoa, fuck. What they can never be the champions. Nah, we gotta like root for the young bucks. No, like or else like this shit is like it's like what what's going on here? And in a way, uh, the way the Cody situation was so jarring, where Cody hadn't failed, he won right. every single match going into that. Right. So it's like, why would you do that? And the Cody... Bucks have lost everything going right. into that.
2: And the thing for me, another decision of is like. Cody was the hottest white meat baby face we've had in years in the sport, maybe, or the fake sport or industry, or whatever you want to call it. And then that happened. The Young Bucks, they've been assholes for the last month or, or month and a half or whatever. So it's like, uh, you know, I, like, that sucks if it happened to them, but like, I don't really feel bad if they don't. So, like, I just, like, you, it's you, not you, forever,
0: you, though. Like, like it, they, it's, it's not forever. forever. It's sent, like, like, like what they've done in the storyline is not for, forever. Like, they can always go back to being like great babyfaces and they would always have that scar on them. Yeah, so but, the th- but the I think me, that's why.
2: But the thing for me is like, <clears throat> if they had cleaned, if they had actually cleaned up what the mess they got themselves into, when they, you know, we talked about this last weekend, and then they did that promo, and the only thing they gave us was, well, we, we have an edge now because of what happened to us with Hangman and FTR and it's like well what is this like but the way you're reacting is by like kicking innocent people not like you know cheating <laughs> not, not it was, it's not just confined to okay you cheat the ring from time to time or you get more vicious it's like you're also dicks to innocent people like so it's like it could be uh, it's, it sounds like cap but it, it, it sounds like bullshit to me
3: it could be funny if uh, the, they win and the Dynamite after or straight after they cut a promo or something and they're, like, trying to celebrate with all the other tag teams. Like, you know, they're happy, you know, look at what we did, guys. We won it. We finally beat these dastardly guys. We've been ruling the division and private party and best friends are all like, uh, no, you guys, are, we don't right. like you guys anymore. Right. <laughs> we
2: don't want...
1: Right, I'm right. gonna party when they, with you. Right, remember when they, um, <laughs> when they super happy kicked, for you?
2: <laughs> remember when they super kicked private party like three weeks ago in the face yeah. after shaking their hands? It's like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna celebrate you. We're gonna stop a mole you, dude. <laughs> it, uh, uh,
0: I'm, pick, uh, I'm picking the Bucks. Like, like this one has a has a, uh, cl- I think, a clear line difference than the Cody one. Um, and I, I don't think the Bucks, like, they're gonna scar the young Bucks like that because. If they can't win the Bells, then they have to break them up, essentially. And they did flash something on BTE, which was quite interesting, um, that uh, Matt, uh, he had a cell phone, right, that told him the future after he would take a picture of somebody. And it would show him, it was like some Twilight Zone shit. So he took a picture of Nick or whatever and then all of a sudden he flashed and then Nick was holding the TNT title or whatever by himself. So eventually, you know, we going to get that Nick Jackson uh, TNT that, uh, title room, which Sign me, <laughs> <Yes, laughs> me up. Yes, sign me up. But he looks uh, so yeah, I, I got the bucks all the way.
2: No, it's just the, the idea of now, I don't necessarily say teasing it, but it's like, if that is the future, I'm okay with Nick Jackson being a singles wrestler, like in the ring only. Like, I do not trust him as a talker whatsoever. Um, so like, that's kind of the thing that, like, so if he could talk, then I'd be okay with him being a singles act, right? Cause he's a great wrestler. Um, but it's, but his another thing is like, is Matt done? Like, is Matt going to start tagging with... Never know. Is Matt going to start tagging with 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 Matt Hardy and they can both be the the Matt Hardy, the, the Matt Hardy, Matt Jackson, you know, Jannetty's the that, 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 S- that S- they S- naturally S- are, where they just like, we are, you know, we are the lesser wrestlers of, of our two brothers. We are also the older brothers. And, you know, that's kind of... We've made a lot in life and we find a relationship and a connection in that where we just both be, you know, number two. Like, like they both they, got bad backs. The, oh, that's true. <laughs> like so I mean whatever. Young like, Bucks all the like, way. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'll get Young Bucks. I'll go Young Bucks. Like I, like at this point like when they said like you know, they you know, we'll you know they did they, they did the Cody step, I was like, dude, now I now I officially like I don't care who wins. I don't whatever. Whatever y'all wanna do, whatever y'all wanna do, y'all y'all have this is not what I was expecting five months ago. This is this is not what I wanted five months ago. I've had known this was, what was going to turn out to be a mess, a narrative mess.
0: Uh, where are we go next from here? So we got Cody and Darby Allen for the oh, yeah. TNT Championship. Should be a good so, match. So uh, this one kind of came... I don't know where it should be a good match uh, as as James mentioned um so we're about a week out we got one week to do whatever Cody's in a six man tag next week I don't know what Darby's involved in um but of course he had a hot few Ricky Starks throughout this period just kind of seems like they're pulling this match out of thin air um uh Sam uh, how you feeling about uh, Cody versus Darby Allen
3: Uh I it is kind of I mean it's kind of out of thin air in that they Cody was just finishing up with um, Orange Cassidy, and they've still kind of getting circled by the Dark Order, and then Darby Allen's just thrown in. But because Cody has such a rich, rich history with uh, with uh, Darby Allen, I'm I'm perfectly fine to give it a pass um, because you know Cody they had that draw originally in the the original championship um, tournament. Darby hit the coffin drop and. <laughs> Tilt and yeah Cody Cody rolled him up or tilted him up. He also to, had that match on New
0: Year's New Year's Day yes. which is I think kind of goes goes forgotten but that was a great match. Yeah, that was um Yeah.
2: That's like a four-star match, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean Cody's Cody's made this TNT
3: championship out of wrestling different wrestlers every single week so I'm I'm sure they'll do so, they'll talk about it this week and it'll be you know, it's not it's not a a build that's going to blow the roof off or or you know, that's, you know, anyone's, you know, throwing their babies in the air about, but it's a, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's good. It's, it, it'll be a good match and it's, they've got enough history that yeah. it'll be, it'll be, it's, it's a still solid what they can do.
2: Yeah. Um, I believe yeah. they're playing off the history that we all should know by now mm-hmm. um, because it's been, it's been so well, you know, for the most part, very well done. Yeah. Um, so you know, this is kind of like the most real estate Cody has ever really given up to the rest of um, the shows leading up to pay per views. Like, this isn't some big you know big thing, personal thing, or whatever else. This is more or less like, all right, I'm having a match. Um, so it, he's in a he's in a different he's getting moved around on the card. Um, I, but ultimately, I think they are have another good ass match. Um, <sighs> doesn't feel like the right time for Darby to win, but eventually he has to beat Cody. Um and, you know, with this a lot of this stuff is us waiting like, all right, well, you gotta save that and this and that and this for when the crowds come back, but like, we don't know when the crowds coming back, right? So it's like eventually you gotta pull the trigger on this, otherwise you're gonna have a lot of these people that are chasing, you know, running on fumes. So, you know, if they if they decide to, you know, if they decide to change the belt and have Cody I'm not Cody, but Darby finally uh, beat Cody. Then I'm fine with it. Like I don't, whatever they do, I'm. I'm, I think I'm okay. Well, barring some ridiculous Cody stuff, but um, like as far as the result, I, I think I'll be good either way.
0: Um. So Arne Anderson did something cheated. Uh. And in, in his match <laughs> this week, he punched Orange Cassidy in the face. Yep. Uh, I'm wondering if he's going to try to assert himself in this match, and that lead to something with Cody. Like, hey, what the hell is going on? Um. Cody is building a faction now. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's officially added Lee Johnson to the Nightmare family as well as the Gun Club um i i just want to go over to roster for the nightmare family y'all tell me uh which y'all think about <laughs> how many people are in, in so this family got, <laughs> right everybody right so we we've got uh the the head of the fashion we've got cody rhodes then i would say his number two is his brother dustin and then he has qt his young boy is lee johnson He's got a tag team in the Gun Club, and he's got a women's wrestler in Brandy Rose. Is this one of the sorriest factions y'all have ever seen?
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, except- it's, I mean, I've never. I don't think I've seen Lee Johnson anything other than getting uh, uh, other than getting squashed. It was Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson was also in the campaign trail for MJF against Moxie, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, okay. Lee Johnson's actually good. I, I would vouch for Lee Johnson.
2: <clears throat> okay, so for me, people that I want to watch in um the 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 uh, Nightmare Family would be Cody Rhodes and his brother Dustin and no one else. Like no disrespect to Lee Johnson. Maybe if I saw him more, I would be okay with that, but I don't want to see another soul out of that um in in Nightmare Family. Like no, thank you. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying they're as bad as like Oedo Tai before B and Konami got there, but I also don't want to watch him either. So it's just like. It, it, it's, it's, it's a real barren faction. Like the Gun Club. Billy Gunn is. Billy Gun is damn near 60, ain't he? Yes. Yeah.
0: Huge like, still.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how he does it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. And, then but, his, and then um, his brother, I bring his, that up. Sorry, his, so, his son gives gives off the worst energy. The the, the, the get the fuck off my yeah, screen energy. Yeah, I don't like, ever want to hang out with walls he, and Gun. He could be as uh, prodigious as Dominic Mysterio Jr. or a Zumi. Or whatever, and I would never know. Cause I don't want to see that dude. He just looks, uh, uh-uh, uh bro. He he looks like he he looks like he he's destined to suck. He just does. And I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm calling it. I'm reading a book by his cover, but Rich, you watch you watch Dark. Is he any good?
0: I I look. I'll say this. Uh, they have two young guys that are in the Nightmare family. Lee Johnson is the clear selection amongst okay. those two.
3: Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, Lee Johnson has not been positioned I, I bring them...
3: as someone who's going to set the world alight yet, but every single match he's had, he's done something that just like, okay. you know, you're like, oh, that's impressive. This guy can go. So when the time comes to put the motor behind him, who knows? Okay.
0: But, but, he's but, this but, but year's Jungle sure? Boy. How Jungle Boy was O and yep. everything. He's, yeah. uh, good good he, he's, he's kind of in that role right now. He's so the, I would look the... for 2021.
2: You just undercut the joke I had What's in my mind. I'm going to say, "Are we sure that that uh Austin Gunn is not another jungle boy?" But then you said jungle boy, so you you, you undercut whatever I was going to say. So it is what it is. Whatever.
0: <laughs> so um <laughs> With uh, I I brought that up I, because I'm wondering if those people are gonna get involved in this match. Um, Cody and Darby, plenty of rich history between them. Uh, James said I I would go either way. I don't think Darby Allen's at the point of no return to where if you beat him, people will lose hope and faith in him. Um, I I would be circling everything to start thinking about. You know, you you're gonna want to pull the trigger on that at least by like double or nothing. I think you can push this to so. For me, Cody's still, you know, solid, you know, business-wise. There, I, don't, I don't really see any reason to go away from him. Uh, so I'm going to pick Cody to retain. Um, and this one, like, you know, it, it, like Kazuchika Okada lost in the Tokyo with Tanahashi twice. Mm. I think Darby Allen can come back from this.
3: Yeah, I agree. Darby Allen. I mean. His thing in Evolve was just that he got, beaten, he got 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 beaten. So you can yeah, you don't wanna you don't want to completely ruin him, but he's a guy that can that can take some losses and it'll only it'll only make the comeback better eventually. Yeah, so be I be I having... compared
0: Darby Allen to Kazushko Okada. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> no, <that's>, no, no, <laughs> and no. And the no, reason no. I did that was
2: if if you if you if you saw the, if you look, you're looking at the screen. and You're looking like, my, just discuss. It wasn't because of the Darby um, Okada uh, comparison. That's that's not at all. I just had the realization that he added these dudes to this to the dark, or I'm sorry, the Nightmare family, so that he can go to war and have some multi multi match, multiple person match with the Dark Order. That's exactly what it's for.
0: Yeah, he pr- he probably wants to do war games Hey.
2: You already know. Uh, stop putting Q.T. Marshall on my TV screen unless he's getting whooped and trying to fuck the bunny, please. All, that's all, that's only that's all I want. I either want him to get murdered by the blade, or I want him to fuck the bunny. Either, and I don't mean like I need to see him fuck the bunny. Like I want it like they you know they go to the they close to the hotel room and they close the door. And it, you know he puts a sock on the door. That's all I need. I know. That's all I need. All I, I heard there was live sex celebration, James. No, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want either, I just either want boot knocking or boot rocking. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What, what's next?
0: <laughs> what's so next? we've got, um, so the next match, Chris Jericho and MJF. Ah. Um, so uh, these two guys, uh, we've got a heel versus heel match here. Is this the uh, rare
2: feud where like, that, I, that I've kind of, I don't think I've ever really encounter where it's like somebody's turning face <laughs> somebody is turning face so don't know so who, yes but the, one the, of them is the result
0: face. the result of many heel versus heel matches is somebody's turning face and i think it's chris jericho and i feel like a coupe is on the horizon here uh there well, may be a new see, leader of the inner what, circle like sooner than car? later
2: like a 2 car
0: no. Like like there is like an insurrection. Like there is a takeover about to happen.
2: No, Rich, Rich. No, it's spelled coop, but it's pronounced cool. Yeah. But it's oh.
0: <laughs> so I guess that's like my Cam Newton language. Yes. That's new my Cam Le- Newton I, language. Yes. Don't, don't go you calling
3: it a coop after the election happens. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> you know, you can,
0: you can a- MJF new leader of the inner circle, you can ink it in gold. You know, Cam
2: Newton. Okay, you go. The
0: monotonism of of Chris Jericho. You know, in (laughs) the
2: He's stupid.
0: But yeah, I I think
2: we don't play. Or sorry, uh, what was it? Football? Or what do you say? You don't. You don't ballet football. You don't play. You don't play ballet. What did Cam Newton say about ballet and football? I can't remember. It was some crazy line. Whatever. I'm sorry.
0: I, I feel like you know, they'll have to figure out something with Warlow getting in the inner circle with MJL because that's his muscle or whatever to make everybody else get in line. Hager, but, Hager. Uh, I, yeah, there, there's natural tension there. Maybe you even split it to where uh, Proud and Powerful, of course, they're conflicted as well yes. because it was like, you know, Ortiz was like, I don't like you. Santana, right. I don't know. But yeah, it seems like, like there's, a, it. there's a Sammy Jericho, uh, Santana side of this and, and Hager. And then there's maybe an Ortiz, MJF, uh, Wardlow, uh we we don't know. Like there mm-hmm. there's still a lot up in the air, but this is uh this is all very interesting because of the millions of ways they can go. Sam, how have you felt about this feud from the inception and then of course uh I, I would love to know what you thought of the uh song and dance routine and then you know, looking yeah. at this heel versus heel thing and who's going to who's becoming good here?
3: Yeah, I I really like this. This is like an example. I just dropped a column actually on wrestling headlines um talking about how I've just really loved AEW um and what they've done and we've we've dropped a few things on them and we'll probably do some more before this podcast ends, but just in general it's been fa- a fantastic year of TV and this is just an example of why. You know, they dropped hints about this a year ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right, and they, and they,
3: they 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 started they started showing like Jericho and MJF that they're similar kinds of people and that they've you know they've got this kind of symbiotic, competitive but also they look at each other and see how they can use one another to mm-hmm. like leverage and, and to, to build themselves up. And I, I just I love the dynamic between them. Uh, and yeah look it all kind of came to a head with them having a uh, <laughs> song and dance off which i don't know i personally enjoyed it i like <laughs> I, I thought it look it was cheesy as hell and if it was anyone else that wouldn't have worked like it wouldn't have worked but because it's these two characters that are both just like so over the top and jericho's like this he's like this old washed up rock star and he's trying to go like he's trying to keep up with this new guy who's like it's basically him from 30 years ago, right? Uh, and you could see even at the end, like, you know, the lyrics were hilarious. And at the end, you could see when uh, MJF was like, one more time, Chris, and you could see Chris Jericho got a look in his eyes. He was like, shit, I can't do this one more time. I'm blown up. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, no, just the final line. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And, and then they've got this tension between the group as well where, you know, like, Chris Jericho, you can see Chris Jericho's like, I can see how we can leverage having MJF in this group, but the rest of the group's not cool with it, because they're like, don't you know who this is? This is MJF. He turns on everyone. Right. Like, yeah, he's going to come in here, and he's going he's gonna to, like, screw us up. And then, of course, you've got Wardlow as well, who's, like, just sitting over there ready to bust out as, like, this this decades version of Batista just ready to be like the one that everyone loves. And you know, just the the different things that are at play. I love it. Oh, I so, love so it Sam, when you've got what, so many things what, at play.
0: What you're saying is that AEW championship lineage lineage further then descends into more things making sense. So after MJF takes it off, hey man, then Wardlow's right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, such a well booked company oh my god
3: like, yeah like and i just love it when there's just so many threads going on and like you we don't know what's going to happen you know like they could mjf could join and and wardlow could be kind of left out and that could be the thread that sends wardlow to space as a as a baby face that everyone loves or you know wardlow could get brought in and as rich said you know they could end up splitting the two and they've got In a circle wolf pack and in a circle
2: wolf
1: pack.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it's just so compelling because this isn't going to, like, they're going to have more matches down the road. I think MJF is going to win this one um, because that's what's going to, you know, further the story. And it's just, it's hugely compelling weekly TV.
2: Um, I'm st- I'm still shaking from the <laughs> the inner circle wolf pack part because <laughs> it's like I would gladly buy inner circle, so that has nothing to do with Jericho at this point. <laughs> I gladly would. <put> it. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. There's so much at play because you know, a, a couple weeks ago I was like. You know, once they were giving out the, the jackets, and he forgot Sammy's jacket. I was like, okay, that's a clear opportunity to do MJF versus Sammy. But you know, now they're doing Jericho, and they haven't done that yet. But like, you know, there's there's a there's just a tension right there between Warlow and, and Hager as heavies for these two jackasses. Um, that's gonna get it's gonna happen eventually too. Like there's so many levers and threads to pull on um, mm-hmm. before they you know blow it up or go wherever they go. That I'm just you know it's, it's all just interesting and you know I'm you know I don't know how ma- how good that match is gonna be, but like. Get, you know this is like what the fifth co- match we're talking about like it ultimately doesn't have to be yeah. great anyway it could just be a standard jericho pay-per-view match which is just you know running well except for the last one it's just running the mill good and we can go on from there like everything that happens after or you know
0: the angle is more important than the actual match right like and you can argue that this is prop like for the storytelling and the promotion it's like Maybe number two with an argument for number one. Like it's a day one of the promotion faction, like is going to change course possibly if it, MJF wins.
2: I would put it for me well, if you're talking about from a long term perspective, then yeah, I put it two. Um if you're talking about just yeah. intriguing plus, you know, the amount of investment involved in it, I think I still put it below um Kenny versus um hangman. But hey, man. Yeah, it, you know it's it's there. They they they've they've been surrounding each other ever since MJ or ever ever since MJF screwed Cody at uh, Full Gear last year. So in that that promo right after. So like it's been there since November of 2019. So you know they it's you know all you gotta do is just drop some t- show some chemistry here and there and then come back to it later and later and you know this has been it's been really good. It's been really good. Um, uh, what's
0: next? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna pick uh, MJF to win here.
2: Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um,
0: man. hmm. I never
2: actually thought about a winner. Jericho just lost last pay per view match, so did MJF. Yeah, MJF probably needs it more than it, you know. Then again, you could do the whole situation where they have the match. Jericho beats MJF. Jericho then after Beanham still puts him in. I mean, either way, he's I think he's getting in. Yeah. Um I, I guess I'll go MJF. Yeah.
0: Um so next match we've got uh Shida Shida versus Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's World title. Um Nyla Rose basically said that she <laughs> was not wrestling until when she say um, it, Rich? I
3: didn't say her say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Vicky, well, Vicky did it. Vicky cut a promo. Oh,
2: okay, where?
0: Oh, was it on Doc? Was it? No, no, it was. Uh, it was backstage. When? Oh, like three, weeks no, ago, like oh, okay. three weeks ago, something like that. Okay,
2: weeks uh, ago. The only yeah. thing I remember was whoever someone mentioned that Nyla said this to Sheeta, and then Sheeta said, "Bring it on," and that was that's their, you know. And then aside from. um, the title defense that one of the title defenses of recently that uh, she'd had, where Nyla was sitting ringside, and she, you know, made a stone or made a, a, a smoldering face at the fact that Nyla is still not Nyla, but her, her car was still successful while she was while Nyla was sitting ringside. Like that's pretty much been the entire build of this feud. A stare, and somebody said something, and then she yep. responds to it, and that's the whole that's the whole build. I, I don't really have anything else. Do y'all have Man. anything else on there? Like, I think it's matched yeah, me I, 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 I really like their match from um, a few months, from la- a couple pay-per-views ago, but that's really all I got.
0: Yeah, it's I don't so have much on this. Um, yeah. Like, it's like, like try, it, but...
3: It feels yeah. so last minute. It feels so yeah. thrown together. Like, it feels like this week, it feels like this last <laughs> week, they're like, crap, we've got to a- we've got a pay-per-view coming up. We haven't put Sheeta in a match. What are we going to do? We've got 30, like a minute segment here. We can do, we'll just say that she can fight Nyla. Like it's so out of nowhere. And it's even worse than the last Like before the last one, I came out and said, look, we've been giving the AEW, AEW women's division excuses. And some of them legitimate, but the build to the last one was bad. they, Sheeta was off TV for, for ages. They, like, had a Hail Mary with Thunder Rosa coming in. This one's been even worse, and I don't... Like, this is a company that's got so much right, and this has been, like, the stain. I almost want to say that even though it was, like, not hitting, the women's division was in a better shape last year when you had the, the like, the Brandy Rhodes stuff happening, because at least they were trying stuff. This like this feels so thrown together. Why was why is Nyla Rose been off TV if she's going to be a championship challenger? Well, like she, you could ask. Britt say- Baker was on TV for the right. last two weeks, and right. and and she's like not on the pay per view. So why didn't they put Nyla Rose on it? Well, because they didn't think of this until this week. That's what it feels like to me at least.
2: Okay, so...
0: That's where if, they've, they've leaned on that ranking, so Nyla really having yeah. that number one ranking, that was their excuse to not book her yep. and mm-hmm. basically give her that storyline out of I refuse to wrestle anybody mm-hmm. or whatever, but, like... And the sad thing is, Shader is a really good wrestler and she no, deserves no, way better than this. Rich so, so.
2: froze up. Say part yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Uh yeah, i, I said it's a countdown until the belt's on Britt Baker. Um yeah, yep. And it feels like this match is just happening until we can find one of them to drop the belt to her.
2: Yeah, um, I think the thing for me is... It's funny, as you mentioned it, how um, like you feel like they've done nothing with uh, Sam, how you feel like they've done nothing with... Um, Nyla as a challenger for the title and I gotta be quite honest with you, like if you remember how they built her up for her to eventually take the belt off of Riho, it's very similar. She wrapped up wins on Dark. they they in passing kind of told you that she was killing it on Dark and then she took the title off on T V off of a uh, Riho in a great match. Um so, like this it's just a thing. Like, if you only have that even then, of time though she allotted, was, I was saying, well, well we're like if you only, it's just, a, it's just a byproduct of only having that amount of time allotted to um, that division per week. Like, and it, it's, it's fun It is even listen, listen to, um, or not listen, but read, like the how it reads on the Observer. And this is one of the things that I get on, I get on Meltzer about is, like he'll say stuff like, you know, I'd rather watch. Um, Ray Phoenix didn't watch any of the women in AEW. He didn't say that verbatim, but that's what he was getting at. And it was like, bro, they barely even put Ray Phoenix on fucking TV. So even if it's Ray, so, so what's your point? Like, you're getting close to what, you're you're getting real close to what the actual problem is right now, which is like, yeah, like, it's really hard to, to get on TV or get a lot of time or do something interesting in AEW if you're not a white guy right now. Why? Why that is? I think a lot of the most talented people are white guys, but it is being a, it's a weird thing to where like this keeps happening in like Phoenix. or sorry, in Phoenix is like or not Phoenix, but um, Pentagon has, has had like two matches on Dynamite since like I forgot what it was, but it's been weeks. Like basically, like since the last pay per view, like he's only been on paper. He's only had like three pay per view ma- or three TV matches between this cycle, so. Um, but back to the women, It's just clearly the people, the person that they want to make a star is Britt Baker, and I have no problems with them m- trying to do that. Mm. And she, I feel like the stuff they done with her and the things she's executed has been very good this year when she's been healthy. Um, mm. I quite, you know, me and Rich kind of had bookmarked before she blew out her knee or hurt her knee that like this would be about the time she would take the belt off of Sheeta. Um, mm. But you know, injuries happen, but it it just it's just really it just it's just a division that's not going to get off the ground if they do not develop their put time into it on screen on dynamite and when Meltzer you know puts out the thing about like the main event of Halloween Havoc versus Dynamite for the Pentagon and Kenny match that EO and um Candace beat them but also in that same quarter um the Serena Deeb and Layla Hirsch match tanked, which is an excuse for, well, they killed, they, they, they sent people fla- running and flock to Halloween Hat, which is like, no, the fuck, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. So, you know, it, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, to an extent, where it's like, if the only person you want to care about is Brit, then what do you think is going to happen?
3: So the thing that to, the, to kind of jump off what you're saying, the thing that frustrates me is that this is a company that, like, so meticulously plans things out, Biles like we too. just mentioned, with MJF uh-huh. to Jericho. Uh-huh. It doesn't feel like the women's division gets that attention. Right. Like, why would Serena Deeb and... The whoever sorry what, I, I've forgotten it. Why were they? Why were they on TV? Why wasn't that Layla Hirsch versus Hikaru Shida with Nyla Rose sitting on the side and then afterwards Nyla out. Rose comes in?
2: Like why shut wasn't this, that? this out. Sam, there, Layla Hirsch and Hikaru Shida mm. had a match on Dark the day before, which means it was taped the week before. And that match to be and, and look and to be fair, the Layla Hirsch Serena D match um, was a replacement. For the Abaddon and Ty Conti match because Ty Conti accidentally punched her in the throat and she couldn't breathe. I heard, so I heard the Sean match.
3: Spears match was the replacement, but
2: what well, was? Will you tell yeah. me? I don't know.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've, I've got no no knowing of the backstage.
2: <laughs> what, what happened? Can you straighten out what was the replacement it, match it on Dynamite? It dropped. Okay, so what was the replacement match? Uh, Layla
0: Hirsch and Serena Deeb.
2: Okay.
3: Oh, okay. No I'm wrong, sorry.
0: All good.
2: Yeah, look, anyway, I
3: like why was why was Abaddon and
0: Clack
3: originally booked there. I agree. Like, it should I agree. they're not they're not giving it the attention. They're not giving it the attention. They're not trying to, you know, like do the sorts of things they're doing so well in the other divisions. I, they're just sort of mm-hmm. passing time and being like, crap, we got a pay per view, let's Right. I feel throw, like these, these guys will have a good match, we'll put them on there. And they will. Right. They
2: had a great match at Double or Nothing. The, the, but right, the segment,
0: is. segment is all yours.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that. I think the thing was they were. I mean, I think the main thing for this cycle for the women's division was reestablish Brit and work on trying to get Thunder Rosa. And they put her on TV, or I'm sorry, they gave her that match. They put her on TV, got you know, establish her, gave her that match. Um, and then they have the you know the tag thing together with them and I think a lot of that was to try to get her into the fold and now she's she's seemingly off the WWE right uh, and look
3: like having what Halloween have if
0: you wanted to okay you go, Rich. so she's under contract until 2021 to the NWA so she's not actually going anywhere right well, now so, so, so like she, she's weekend. playing games so WWE is in pursuit of her so is AEW, but she's still under contract okay well into twenty twenty one. So why do they take the so off? She's just like fuck fucking with everybody. So why do they take the belt off her? I don't I don't know, man.
2: Is, and I mean, with NWA not running, surely they could Yes. Okay, so I see what they're doing. Okay, they're gonna bring her back. She's probably gonna win on dynamite or some shit like that. Or something. Or, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's that's weird. <laughs> whatever, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so, look having um, having watched the
3: the stuff on Halloween Havoc, you, who could blame her for wanting to go to the WWE if she wants to mess it like mix with the best because well, they yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fair yeah. Main
1: Fair
0: the main roster is is, is the sorry wasteland has always been yeah um, like unless you were, unless you're like, wrestling
2: Sasha Banks or or Oscar
0: yeah <laughs> um as far as um like the women's division goes like it seems like it's a function, like they get one segment, that's segment six, 930, that's for them. And it's very competitive to you get on Dynamite. And they have routinely, all summer, shed viewers. Like, that can't be ignored. Um, now, is there a reason they're shedding viewers? Yeah, no star creation. Right. So, from there... You gotta. I I think they're waiting to get their second show popped off. Honestly, and be like, all right, if you want to see folks, that's gonna be like the the spot that's open for more people to compete for. Uh, It's just too. It seems like they got too much going on right now. They've got Lance Archer regularly missing weeks at a time. They've got Ray Phoenix and and the um, Lucha Brothers. Like they do have too much. You know, they may disappear. So like they it's like i'm not pushing kenny omega off the show for like another women's match i'm not pushing cody off the show i'm not pushing the bucks off the show i'm not pushing jericho off the show <coughs> sorry like i like uh, i know it it like you know it's cool to like want to champion women's wrestling and all that and i'm a fan of women's wrestling but at the end of the day it's a business they need to make sure they're uh, they're in a ratings war And until they can establish that second show, I think this is going to be what it is. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the situation at the same time.
2: Yeah, but Um, the the
0: best that we can hope for is on pay per view, these these folks get to kill. Like, they get to save it like they've routinely done, especially these two right here.
2: Yeah, Rich, but it's also saying, and we've gone over this a bunch of times before, like. I understand Kenny Omega and Cody and um, the Young Bucks and Jericho and Moxley, um. But like, can you also forgot him? Oh yeah, <laughs> but like, can you all? But like, let's not act like you know the Jungle Boy and MJF and a lot of that mid card really. Is some established hot and running act like that the women could not easily catch up to at this point in time, given given their familiarity with the product? Like, I, I I get that, but like, what what are we doing here? Like, do you want to have a women's division that makes some damn sense that people actually care about or not? Because the way you're going about it will lead me to believe you don't. And it's been a year, right? Like. Mm-hmm we're yeah more than a year now we're at like 50 we're past 52 weeks so it's like all right man like i can i can shoot i I can understand what you're up against i i absolutely can but i can also underst- but i can also see how you know you don't let go of the rope on on certain threads that y'all don't want to and and it keeps constantly becoming a thing of like Why is this always being left off? Why is, uh, you know, we can go back to it as far as like the seemingly out of nowhere. Why does Emmy Sakara have to go on Twitter to explain the feud that's gonna be on your fucking pay-per-view on Twitter, as opposed to you just putting it up there? Like, this has been an ongoing thing since last November! Like, I, I understand what they're up against however like you guys have figured out masterfully how to handle so many different things why can't you solve this particular Rubik's Cube or even try don't yeah. you know, like you've even attempted to even fix this yet it's been a year now
3: yeah, yeah that's what I'd close in saying is, look even if you're going to say look the reality is let's be pragmatic the reality is you're going to get one segment a week at least do like plan that segment really well and do the best with that segment and I don't think they're doing that at the moment they could be doing
2: better with the time they're given. Mm. And you're right. They just have a lot of talent. They they absolutely do have a lot of talent. But like, just like they spread, they figured out ways how to spread out. Like you know, Team Taz with with Cage and Archer and um, Jake and the Dark Order was with, with uh, Brody. They figured out how to keep those three in order. Kingston. They figured out how to juggle all this stuff. I in hell. They've even added the Kingston thing. That wasn't even there before. But this one particular ball, this whole division of however many dozen wrestlers are there, this ball keeps getting dropped when they're juggling all this stuff and then like, but I keep seeing them juggle more and more shit well and, but this ball this one particular ball keeps getting dropped, it's like alright bro, I get it, you don't like this blue fucking ball, alright, like we 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 have to just accept that he doesn't want to juggle, or uh, he as if it's Tony Constance, but like they they're not juggling this one particular ball and we have to start asking why I think we're I think I feel like a year's long enough.
0: I just do. So is there anybody in the division besides Britt Baker or maybe Big Swole you're gonna hand to mic?
3: Hmm. Nyla Rhodes can cut it. Nyla Rhodes cuts good promos.
2: Yes, yeah, she does. They
0: that's, just gave her a manager. manager. I don't know why, this, but she cuts good They just gave her a manager with a ten year old gimmick. Or fifteen hmm. year old gimmick.
2: I don't think I don't think it's actually a problem, but it's like I don't know why they gave her that. And then like seemingly once they did that, like she's been, she's, she's been gone. Like she's almost as ghost. She was when she wasn't coming in for the Georgia shows during the pandemic at the beginning of the pandemic. And like, at least I understand that. Like she's not Mm -hmm. showing up. I get why I put her, but like, she's there now at these shows seemingly and like, she's gets as much airtime as when she wasn't fucking there. That's weird. Like, and I understand like, okay. If, if, if the idea was we're focusing on Brit and we're focusing on establishing Thunder Rosa, fine. Um, but one of them better damn well be the next fucking title challenger. <laughs> and neither one of them are, you know, mm. is this, yep. if it was Brit fine, if it was swole, or well, they already did the swole magic a few weeks ago. Um, if it was Thunder Rosa again, fine. Like, and even, even the, um, i in one thing I don't agree with you is, um, I thought that for a while, I thought that another Nala Rose match was coming. Um, but they did so little for that. Like, we'll see what they do next week, but like, we're at the point where like, it's a little too late. Like to get intrigued to it, you know, if this, if you feel like it's another match, I, I can understand that. Or, or if people feel like another match, I can understand it. Cause it just kind of is another match. They just throwing on there in two weeks out. um, but we'll see what they do because, like, they do have a history they can play on. Like, uh, this is this is one of those things that I feel like it's kind of like in the Cody side where it's like they're relying on the fact that you remember what they've done together as opposed to, you know, go out there and show you something new right now.
0: And they had an awesome match last time.
2: Yeah. They had a really good match. Great match.
0: Uh, so. Say again? Um Last match on the preview aside from that. I said I said they had a really good match last time, so let's see if they can um try to stay towards that standard. Uh we've got Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match, so this screams cinematic wrestling. Oh
2: yeah. 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 Sam, take
0: it away. Sam-
3: I'm actually um kinda happy that they're doing it as a cinematic match, uh as opposed to an in-ring match because the last few times these guys have gotten the ring together, it they have hurt themselves a lot. Um, yeah, hurt Matt Hardy. Well, they've, yeah, I I didn't really particularly want this match. I kind of get why they're doing it. Um, it'll probably be pretty good. I yeah, but uh, it's a. It, it is a story that they could have dropped. They could have kind of left with their final payoff that they had. Um, but they, I guess they just chose not to. And it'll still be good. And these guys do, uh, in the what we've seen, these guys do cinematic wrestling very well. Uh, so I'm expecting something really entertaining. Not that I'm super excited about it.
2: <laughs> I think that... Whatever they end up doing will definitely be better than the House of Horrors match, so there's that to look forward to. Um Yeah. Uh it's going to be a hardy compound match. Um it's not Vanguard anymore. What's the name of the what's the name of the new um drone now? I forgot what it's called. Ooh, I've I forgot, forgot it. It's <laughs> a date <deep> cut. <laughs> Okay, well, like, the new Vanguard or whatever else, I'm sure that's likely to make an appearance. Um, I wonder if the kids in, in um, Reby would make an appearance. I wonder if... Um, I wonder what happens with, uh, you know, um, Rebbie's dad. Like, I'm sure they're going to end up eventually getting to the warehouse with the kid. Um, or, I'm sorry, the warehouse with, with the ring. But, yeah, I think... um, I don't know what to expect, but I just know it'll be better than most main or most WWE uh, cinematic presentations. That, I mean, that's one thing I'm sure of.
0: It won't um, be Sammy Gavard gets a big win. The reason why this match is booked, he he beats Matt Hardy at his house. That's what I got yep. on this match. He beats <laughs> Matt Hardy at his <laughs> house. And then he fucks his wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Wow>. um, <laughs> Yikes.
2: <Yeah>. We have... <laughs> Wow. Uh, pre show match. Only, there's be- only one cut angle happening on AEW right now, and that's with QT <laughs> and the bunny. So let see. We don't want to become the main roster. You stop this.
0: So, um, we got. The pre-show match, to buy-in. Uh, John Silver, uh, gotten himself over to legendary levels on BTE, I would say. Uh, <laughs> coming up against uh, Orange Cassidy, who's uh had two pretty high-profile matches recently with Cody and Jericho. Uh, taking that rub and passing it on to one of the fastest-growing uh cult acts in AW, and uh, Silverism makes it to the stage. So, uh, <laughs> are, are you gentlemen all ready for this?
3: Big John Silver, born ready. <laughs> As a as a fellow bald man with a beard, I uh, I have very much enjoyed seeing the rise of John Silver.
2: I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, I'm sure we're gonna get some short jokes here and there, but like, ultimately, like Silver is very damn good. And Orange Cassidy with the younger guys seems to be really damn good. Um, it's gonna be some comedy whackiness or whatever else. I think it's something that's appropriate for the um, pre-show. Um, so, you know, I'm interested, I'm interested to see, I'm actually interested to see this, this pre-show match, which is like a rarity for me when it comes to anybody's pre-show. Like I tend, I tend to not give a damn, just bring the match, just bring the, the real stuff out where I'll just tune in when it's time to click to, for the real thing. So, um, I'll, I'll keep eye out for this one.
0: Yeah. But that's going to wrap up our full year preview. Looks like a great show. Um, <clears throat> I haven't been this excited about an AEW pay-per-view since Revolution. Uh, I was shaky going into the last two bills. I felt like. And, and they hit that home run with double or nothing. They did not with all out. So I think these guys are going to be motivated to um, get back in the winning column uh, with their pay-per-views. And they, they earned my trust a long time ago. So, um mm. Yeah, I guess we can uh we can go to dynamite. I, I know Sam. Uh, we're we're running in some time constraints possibly. Um, so I don't know if you were uh, available still for AEW or. Uh, I may have to dip out. My little girl's probably
3: gonna be waking up very shortly, so oh. I may have to dip out. But right. it's uh it's been absolute pleasure. Um, really enjoyed jumping on with you guys. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, come, 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 follow me on Twitter, sir, underscore Samuel or read my columns, wrestling headlines. I'm, I've just started writing about AEW again after, um, covering the G1. So, uh, yeah, love to yes, chat. Sir, I just want to
0: say, and I just want to say about Sam, like when it, when I was doing a lot of my writing in the columns for him, Sam was like a guy that I considered like a contemporary, like, hey, I know I got to like make sure I have a good column because I know the next day Sam's going to post a good one. And it was <laughs> just like I felt like it was like a, a, a unspoken kind of thing. And I always respected Sam's, um you know, work and attention to detail. And I just wanted to let him know that I really appreciate you for pushing me to be a better writer and as well as everything that you've um. You know, contributed into uh, you know the wrestling community of essentially taking the flag for Lords of Pain now. Yeah, the, geez, new feelings, Matthews, the new I, Chad Matthews, I would Matthews. say. <laughs>
3: I'm not a doctor, unfortunately, What's so up, I don't Chad? Have, quite have that. Uh, yeah, look, Felix Mutual, man. We had a really good bunch of people. Shout outs to, to Clive from the Ricky and Clive show. He was there. Type type it in, man. Imp as well. You know, we had a real gr- great bunch of guys coming up, and it was like that. You were like, man, i got to get a new something something cooking because I know, I know Rich or Clive's going to be dropping something that's good. So, yeah, cool. yeah feelings mutual man um and yeah you guys stay safe we haven't talked about it much on on air but you guys are in a crazy time over in america and it's it's anxious for me over here in australia so i can't imagine what it's like for you guys being like right at the center of the shit storm i think as i said to you rich so look you guys stay safe really really big love to you guys and really appreciate you having me on it's been fun
0: no doubt man appreciate you coming on Yeah, definitely. Thank you. We
3: can talk about Dean Ambrose next time.
2: See ya. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Later. Cool, man. See ya. Thanks. Okay, so since he mentioned the the voting thing, I guess now would be the time for me to drop uh, my story about early voting. Oh, yeah.
0: Early voting. Oh, man.
2: Okay. I voted by
0: mail weeks ago, so mine should be in by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least we hope. I mean, you can track. Yeah, we it. hope
2: we, we can track it. I um, we'll have to
0: look that up. Yeah, make we can sure track
2: it. Yeah, you know, in you know, uh, <laughs> take your ass out there on Monday if you need to. Uh, so, for me, look, uh, maybe I'll just vote twice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't Man, allow kidding. that. Don't don't act like they out here. You know, uh, like people actually do that, but. Yeah, so I was in the same I had the same situation set up you did. Like actually, was it me that actually got you to, to sign up for uh mail-in voting? Yeah. Too? Yeah, like yeah. that lets you know how how like my thing got lost. So, um I had, you know, person that's, you know, as you all know, listen, like definitely afraid of being around people during this time. I don't know, I don't want that sickness. You can keep that shit away from me. So, um <laughs> I knew that this is. I didn't want to be stuck in line at a polling place where you know. Um, Don't go near the road dog. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so, Ooh, to, earlier, yeah. So I knew I forgot that earlier. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely didn't want to you know be involved in that situation where I'm stuck you know in a in a room or stuck in a line with a bunch of people with masks on or well actually in in Florida <laughs> some people may not have masks on. So I <laughs> ended up. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, getting a ballot, um, sent for a mail in ballot or requesting a mail in ballot. End up getting it, End up misplacing it for a few weeks. And, um, I got to a point where I was like, oh shit, like, um, you know, the mail's mess, the situation with the mail's going on to where they're trying to, you know, slow down the mail so that less mail in ballots get in. Um, so we reached a point to where, like, now this week is like, it is too late to send your mail-in ballot. If you have a mail-in ballot, nah, bro, do not put that shit into uh, the hands of the, of the United States Par- Postal Service. <laughs> you, your, your shit, will, your vote will not count.
0: Um, shit will disappear.
2: Yeah. So I was looking at um, situation. I was looking at all right. So I know that I always knew that. Like, worst comes to worst, like I can get the ballot and hand it in. They void it, and then they'll hand me, um, you know. I can vote there at, at whatever poll that at my, whatever poll I'm designated to be at um, mm-hmm. or I could you know send it you know hand do the ballot and then put it into the drop box at the polling place so I was listening to a few things and they're talking about how you know most elections in certain places like they count and tabulate like the mail-in ballots After the actual in-person votes, so and then you hear these different states like Minnesota or Wisconsin or the Midwest states about how like they're planning on put segregating all of these of non in-person votes, and they're going to tabulate them and then depending on um, whatever happens in in the courthouses with was this post dated. Uh Will post dated things that don't get there in time count? Will will they count at all? Melon ballots? So I was like, nope, not doing it. Uh, so I found, or so I found my ballot. So instead of just dropping it off and avoiding the sickles, <laughs> I was like, nope, I, I gotta go to a place and turn in this ballot and actually vote in person to make sure I, there's no fuckery uh, going on, no shenanigans at play. So. um for those I give, if y'all you know that aren't from Florida, aren't from Central Florida, um, to give you an idea of what I was dealing with, like I was in, I live in a town called Safety Harbor, where we're in the county basically adjacent to the west of Tampa. Um, so I live in a town called Safety Harbor, and next to me is a town called Clearwater, and north of, which it's, is to the west of Safety Harbor, and then to the north is a town um called Palm Harbor of north of Clearwater. So Clearwater is the big is the bigger uh town and so I figured all right bigger town they have a pole station, obviously more populated. Um so and it's in downtown Clearwater. So I'm like, nah, I don't want to go there. I'll go to Palm Harbor to the north. Um and by let's say Palm Harbor and I think with Florida for those that may or may not know, it's a kind of geographic thing to where like the further north you go from Miami, in theory, uh, the more quote unquote southern it gets if you catch my drift. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, Palm Harbor, if you go by the downtown area, it, uh, you know, you'll see, you know, people out in downtown or in the areas or in the neighborhoods with like a federal flags on their houses or, or whatever else. And like Palmer's big enough to where like, it's, it, it's weird. Like all of a sudden you go a couple places on, so you look, turn look around. Like, oh, hold on. Where am I at? What happened? What's going on here? <laughs> um, so I, I, I go to Palm Harbor to, to their, uh, polling place for early voting. And, and this is yesterday. And before I did that, I looked at their polling track times right I see Clearwater says under 15 minutes to me that doesn't sound right I see Palm Harbor says over 30 minutes to me that doesn't sound right like fuck and I'm going to Palm Harbor still get there make a make a turn off on Nebraska rich Nebraska Avenue and start driving down again, you know, within a half mile of the polling place, and all I see is pickup truck, pickup truck, pickup truck, trump with Trump stuff all over it. And that doesn't bother me. That's fine. Uh see Blue Eyes Matters signs as much as you can. I, I think out of like the thirty f- signs and flags I saw, I think I saw one Biden Harris thing. <laughs> out of the thirty. Just overwhelmingly, you know, uh, for that side, right? And then I get past, you know, the the That area and get to actually the polling place and I look and like the line looks like a ninety minute wait line I'm like God damn and like that doesn't bother me uh oh I, 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 I backtrack a little bit. As I'm driving by the Trump stuff, I see them honking horns and waving at the people that are on the sidewalks with the flat with the Trump flags and everything and they're waving when the maga hats so on waving at people as they drive by and it's, it's interesting to see like this person is waving and waving and waving until they see my black ass inside my truck and then they stop waving and I was like okay hmm. all right, let me, all so right, maybe let me they go. got, right
0: so you saying they got you scouted
2: it, it, it seemed like there was something about me that he didn't like. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what made. I, don't know what made I, I, thought, I think that I'm a friendly person, but whatever. Look, how, so, how, how, how did he know that you wasn't down with him? That's a very good question. You know, there are a lot of black men that are out here voting for, uh especially in our entertainment <laughs> industries, that are voting for uh Donald Trump. Dumbasses. Anyway, so fast forward back to uh getting looking at that line is like nine minutes long. I look. And I see see very, very few masks. I mean, like, there might be one mask for every 10 people I see in this line waiting. I'm like, at that point in time, I was Mm. like, do I have a black pen in my hand and I can just fill out this ballot in my car and then hand this shit in and then in the drop box and walk away? Because there's actually like... You can walk in from a different section. You have to walk by all those sickos that, to get to mm-hmm. drop off your belt. But I was like, nah, bro, they liable to fuck something up. It's <laughs> liable to be a fucking problem if I <laughs> if I do that here. No, not
0: doing it. So and hand it, uh, hand, it to, hand it over straight to the trash. Exactly, <laughs> straight to the shredder,
2: bitch. So I uh so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It said under fifteen minutes. We finna see. We finna see if Clearwater is actually under fifteen minutes. So. Uh-huh. Um I reverse pivoted out of there and on the way out when I go back past those same um Trump Trump supporters, I catch one of them throw up a Nazi salute and I was like, Oh Lord. Oh he, no these fucking guys. They're they're out of their minds. So drive to Clearwater, downtown Park, um, you know, and everybody had or everybody I saw had masks on that was in line. It was like a fifty it was like a fifteen, twenty minute wait. No, probably like a twenty minute wait. Um, I already knew everything that was on the ballot, what I was going to vote uh-huh. for. So once I, you know, got my ballot, you know, filled that bitch out quickly as I can, because I knew yep. all the answers, yep. did all that stuff, uh, scanned it in and then got out of there. Um, and I was done in like 30 minutes as opposed to like, if I had stayed in Palm Harbor, it would have been a night of a 90 minute wait. I'd have been in front of all those sickos and all them Trump supporters that would have that had that nothing good would have came of with that. Day. So Yeah. Yeah, so shout out so shout out to Clearwater. Y'all got y'all shit in order. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I just don't, but yeah. And that that's my voting story. Uh, so I guess we can move on to uh Dynamite, a you know. Um actually before we do that, Wednesday I, I only I think I'm gonna speed easy, I'm sure you didn't watch NXT. Um I talked about that with Rich don't watch NXT. Don't don't ask him a question by NXT. He hates NXT. <laughs> so uh, he's like they're they're kind of programming. So I was saying, um, I think segment to segment, top to bottom, I think this was the best Wednesday night of wrestling we've had out of the Wednesday night wars, if whatever you want to call them. Wednesday the night wrestling, I think this was the most consistent four hours of wrestling we've had. Um, so we can go from here, um, and talk about, um, <clears throat> and talk about dynamite.
0: Interesting.
2: Um, because sure I think there's only like but, uh, three uh, segments that were not three. good out of four hours.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it that way. Yeah, that's just like... Right. Um, so we opened up. We had Hangman uh, hey Page and The War Dog, Ward Low. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and like we said, this is this was gonna be uh, a match where Hangman Page had to go through something to get somewhere, and boy, he's lucky he made it through because the fucking Warlord don't miss. He does not. Miss, he is still unblemished.
2: I mentioned that, uh, Warlow's unblemished to, in, uh, socialplex, so uh, messenger thread. And they were like, well, I thought he lost to Cody in the cage match. That's, I don't, I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm not, talking about quality, I'm talking about quality television. That's what I'm talking about. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah. they, they went yeah, out there and they did the like- thing, a thing, a, a, well done match. Uh, I, I, and I thought that, you know, the stuff that, Wardlow, no sold for Hangman, only made it more sweet when Hangman actually won at the end. Um, I thought, I thought it was a really good match. I think that the, you know, the move out the way of the, um, Swanton, of the Wardlow Swanton was also a great, uh, touch as well. Just. No. This, this, you know, um, I don't know how how old Wardlow is. How old is he? 31. 31. Okay. Like, 31, not much mileage to our knowledge. So.
0: Low mileage, hell of an athlete. uh, Knows where he's supposed to be, uh, and he doesn't look like anybody else. He's like a big guy, especially in this area, he stands out even more. Um, He's got a quiet, uh, Roman Reigns like uh, quiet, you know, charisma about him. Um, And I think, I think this guy's a babyface world champion one day.
2: I had actually thought about Roman in terms of word low in this in this respect. I don't th- I don't think we've seen a big guy that was this well uh, protected. And I don't mean big guy like Braun Strowman. I mean, like a dude that's like over 240 pounds big. I don't mean a dude that's a super mm-hmm. heavyweight. But I don't think we've seen a dude that was, you know, like in that kind of build that was this well protected as far as like we're going to do things with you that we know you can do. We're not going to do anything you can't do. Um, We are going to sit here and we're going to figure out how to have compelling, interesting matches with you, whether it was with the shield or with, you know, um, the tag matches they've done with Warlow or the cage match or whatever else. But like, I don't think there's been somebody that is like a very good athlete that is young to the game um, and has some things going for I don't think anyone's been like this well done since probably Roman that I can think of. Like, I, I feel like it's really done. I think they did a better job with Roman, obviously, but I'm still just like. I believe that this dude could be the Batista to uh, MJF's Triple H um, if they book it a certain way. Like, it's setting up perfectly. They've already dropped the things where he's working for him for, for the work pay for paycheck. Like, AEW's not cutting these checks, MJF is. Like, the cruelty of MJF mm-hmm. can ultimately lead to eventually he giving that man that thumbs down and dropping him on his ass. Um, it's all at play. And he keeps having these good matches. He keeps like popping you with these things that like, you don't expect from dude, his size, even though, you know, that's more of a thing of you tell dudes that size not to do not that they can't do it. just that they don't cause they're told not to. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it's the, you know, the third good ladder match of all time with him and, <laughs> and Luchasaurus, like he keeps having these good ass oh, matches. Lumberjack, yeah. Yeah. Lumberjack match. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, he just having these good ass matches and he keeps doing these cool things, like the, even the whooping thing with, uh, Cody, where he had that one whip, that one lash lead to the, the, um, cage match. Like, it's, they've done a really good job with this dude that, like, you can tell by, like, his matches that he's not all the way there as a complete worker, but he's so, the stuff they do with him is so damn good I and mean, his execution has been flawless to where, like, it don't matter.
0: And, and, and look... It's like he can hang with anybody.
2: Right. If All they gotta do is give him time to... or give them time to figure it out, and they figure it out every single time with them so far. They, they're, he has a 100 batting average, uh, in my opinion, in AEW. Um, now, let's move on to
0: praising... And they beat, um, him, a, they beat him clean, yes. and it doesn't fucking matter. Right. This is the value of, like, how AEW books. It was like, he lost, but, like, we don't think any less of Warlow, right. because, because it's like... he lost a hangman. The dude that put right. every
2: motherfucker away for, like, a third or over half the year
0: right and yeah. it's 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 a stark difference than having 10 matches and seven th- of them and in bullshit oh like you're comparing them with this 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 a-
2: <laughs> yeah so so check this out so now isn't the time that we just gush about Wardlow and the right. handling of Go- Wardlow now is the time to give uh hangman the props he deserves for this match because you know um, we tend to, or at least I tend to or I think people think that I don't like yeah, that's uh, you. Hangman. Uh, I do not dislike Hangman. I just think that his character comes off wishy-washy. So uh-huh. um, in the ring, and also I think sometimes like his matches don't peak at the way at like, at like or just flat out like given inexperience experience or experience or whatever else like I don't think he's at the top of the card yet in the way that other people like you know the Jericho's Moxley's Cody's um, Omegas are like the point is to get him there so um, for him to wrestle a dude that lacks that much experience even if that dude tends to have good matches with everybody is still an impressive feat like he had to open that show he had to give this dude a lot and had to have his shit no sold and then he had to work from underneath to eventually get to a spot to put that dude away and have you like enjoy it and I thought he did a very good job of that this is one of his better matches in AEW and that's not to say that he doesn't yeah. have good matches he's had a bunch of good ass matches even without being handcuffed or babysat by Omega like his match with Kazarian was good his matches with um yeah. with pack of all been good like this ain't you know it's not to say yep. that like hangman is not um a good ass restaurant is all right but he tends to peak when he's in certain advantage or uh more advantageous situations yeah. where it's not like incumbent on him to carry the thing as opposed to uh um, right be a part of it right like it, he's very similar or seemingly anyway he's very similar to like Tony Romo in his prime like he can do a lot he could do a lot and he can almost carry it all, carry all of it. But the problem is he gets in trouble when you ask him to carry all of it. So, mm-hmm. um at least so far, there's like still room, he's still young or whatever else, but like, I thought this was a show and prove match and I believe he proved a whole hell of a lot. Um uh, So shout out to both of yeah. them. This was a
0: fun-ass this match. This was like a, it was perfect opener. Like it was a, like, oh my god! Like yep, it was just like you, you can see just the template, the structure of the match, yep. what you were expecting out of it, the execution. It was like it was not a five star match, right? No, nor that's nor not what we're be. saying at all. Was? But like the thing is, it w- it was a perfect match. You know what, like, what it was?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what it was a nine to ten minute third match on the card stardom match. That's what it was. They beat the crap of each other. It was yeah. fast. It was quick. They did and they didn't. There was nothing that was unnecessary. It was it was per, almost perfectly efficient professional wrestling. And they got in and got out and had a banger in inside of ten minutes. That tends to be a starting match. So shouts out to them. I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. Um, yeah. like really did, really did. Like I can't. I you know, um. I wouldn't say this is one of my ten favorite matches in AEW this year, but like as far as the undercard match or, or whatever else, I feel like this is up there.
0: Yeah. For a so after match that, anyway. they had a they had a Moxley uh, video promo. He said, "There's no room for an excuse making Eddie Kingston to AEW." <laughs> so AEW is for uh, the best athletes to put in the work, and he's made AEW the AEW belt the richest prize in sports, and uh, Kingston needs to protect his neck.
2: Yeah. So. An- another stand-up double.
0: <laughs> and so then after uh, the Kingston family came out and they highlighted uh, uh, Bunny and QT and their fallout and everything, uh, then Kingston cut a promo in the ring They basically called uh, Mosley a coward for not being here tonight and he reminded everybody that he never got eliminated from the Battle Royal and then Side-Out was the Joker in that match and Side-Out tried to steal a spotlight so he's going to basically get even for that. So uh, we got Eddie Kingston and Matt Sydal, uh, and this was another good match. Yep. Uh, so, like, it, Eddie Kingston surprised me because, like, when it when he first showed up, I was like, "Oh, okay, this guy's like a two wrestler, but like a ten out of ten promo." Fine. No, this guy's way better than a two. Like, <laughs> like I, right, I massively right. insulted that man. Uh, so yeah, I I really dug this. I thought Sydal looked decent. Uh, I th- but Eddie King's a star to show here.
2: I thought that, um, he I thought that I liked him enough in this match where I was like, ah, maybe they should have picked somebody else to get, to beat him, but whatever, uh, or, or to get beaten by. I, I thought that, um, the story of the match is pretty, is pretty simple and, and straightforward. Like, <clears throat> he can't brawl with him. Like, he can, he can say, he can stand in the paint with him for a little bit, but not for long, in the long run. Um so to, you know, get around that he has to, you know, out wrestle him technically or, you know, outspeed him and eventually he couldn't last long enough and Moxley or not Moxley, but um Kinksley ends up putting that choke on him that um
0: Putting the uh, choke that uh the, Moxley choke, choke, the, beat same, him the with. same
2: bully choke. Yep, hit him with the same bully choke that ended up um getting him put away by Moxley. Um and you start saying like, you know, this is Moxley like you start acting like as if this was Moxley and you know he's talking to him like he is Moxley, like he's that set on his goal of being this man for the belt.
0: Yeah, man. Um. So after that, we had a, a Bucks and FTR interview that was wildly confusing. We went over it earlier a little bit with Sam, so we can, um, you know, basically dive a little bit deeper into it. FTR essentially got out of the interview by saying uh, Excalibur was talking to the Bucks is a good way to show FTR had nothing interesting to say. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yep, yep. <laughs> um Matt Jackson tried his best, but I don't think this was one of his banner nights um Nick was like hanging out, chilling, being Nick Jackson, cool as doing the room uh aside from that, they dropped their stipulation on there, and we talked about it earlier, but we 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 predicted that they would try to do an interview segment um they just should have picked Ross.
2: Uh, I don't know if it was the picking thing as much as... I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it really came down to, like, they really did not know how to get themselves out of the jam they've gotten themselves into. And then uh-huh. they throw out this dip, it, and, you know, maybe this is all planned, but it feels like they threw out that step to try to save it in... For me, it does not save it. Uh, it just makes it, it just makes it like, okay, so like, this is the thing that happens at full every year. Somebody's going to do challenge for a belt. And if they don't win it, they can never challenge for it again. Like, is this a tradi- is that the new tradition? Like, is this like, is this their version of, I don't want to say it's hell in a cell, cause obviously, you know, that's not fair, but like, is, is this the, the, the yearly thing? Like, every year we will build towards a few that will lead to someone saying, Last chance a, yeah, pretty much a last gas chance match every single year. I don't. I'm. I'm joking. I don't really believe that, but eh, whatever. Like, I. I. I just hope the match is good. I'm. I assume the match will be good because it's four good ass wrestlers. But you know, uh, FTR was kind of set up as or given how they act or how they um, carry themselves, like. And the people that they admire, they tend to. You would think that like they will want to have Fuse that like help them in the ring when they have their match eventually. And I feel like this build in the last couple weeks has done whatever they have planned or had planned for a match like has done them a disservice. Um, like, now, like I say, it I'm always saying, feels like the ring.
0: they. They, I believe it's, they brought something up in the interview um, that made me think that um he, he was talking about the internet and all of this stuff like and it was like further demonstrated to me FTR doesn't like understand like the wrestling business again. But um it was I it left a lot to be desired. Yep. So what's next <laughs> inner circle town hall. So Um, this uh so yeah uh so they did a lot of this took a while to get going at first it was just like come on man what the fuck like and of course jericho trying to you know uh do this political stuff like i'm sorry i don't i don't want to see it like i'm tired of the illusions of this shit um however these guys you know did their thing um they had dasha and tony and uh they had uh, basically, Lucia Source asked some uh, question about the earnings potential for MJF. Then uh, Reba and Britt Baker did uh, a question. Reba faked like she was the woman that you know uh, w- was fawning over Trump a couple weeks ago. Interesting that Jericho would cast himself as That's Trump. What that was yes.
2: Well, first, I didn't know that there was some woman that recently fawned over Trump. I thought it was more like Jericho is a rock star and she is of a certain age where she would fall. I don't say fall prey, but would melt for a rock star, 80s rock star. So therefore, like it was, you know, it was one of those. But I
0: did not know a a direct rip off uh, of something that happened at Trump's town hall. uh, I I, I, I just thought that uh, I just thought that uh, is it is Rebbe right? It okay, so it's rep it's rebel but brit calls her reba
2: okay reba okay i i, I thought that rebel wanted to wanted to fuck jericho that's really all i thought that's really all i thought <laughs> but I, I didn't know there was more to it but now that i know there's more to it it's like oh great he really he's all in on this Jer- on this uh trump thing he really is uh. yeah
0: um so, uh you know, like he showed an earnings chart, he did you know a couple things, and then they finally eventually got down to it where he took a shot at Cody uh they asked you know uh brit, brit uh, that's the easy, the easy punching bag, so um uh, brit as, as, yeah, Brit as
2: yeah be punching the shot out at Cody too.
0: It's just somebody throwing me up these lobs, you know.
2: Well, he'd be doing it to himself.
0: So, uh, when Britt asks, uh, basically, said, how could he trust MJF? Jericho says he's not a dipshit like Cody. And then that makes all the sense uh, to both of them. And if he tries to turn on him, he'll knock his teeth down his throat. He got serious. And MJF said they got into the business for money and championships. And together, him and the uh, Inner was going to make a lot of money and win a lot of gold. All of a sudden, Eric Bischoff walks out on TNT again, and I smile because Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff are in the same, se- same segment, and I'm just like, my WCW love- loving self just was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> so um, Eric Bischoff is quoting John F. Kennedy and shit, uh, asking questions, and uh, they talked about, you know, B- well, uh, Bischoff remember- called Jericho a prima madonna Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, I think the line was, you know...
2: Uh, Kennedy said, you know, ask not what you can do for your country, ask what you uh ask what you can do for it. So what can you do for inner circle, I think, or what can the inner circle do for you? It yeah. was some shit like that. I think he actually asked both questions, actually. And in MG, I thought right. like Bischoff, after you know, you get the, the goofy questions from Luchasaurus and the goofy question from um Rebel and uh Brit, like Bischoff more or less cut like poetically cut the bullshit is like, what do y'all want from each other? Like, forget all this other stuff. Let's get to the point.
0: Right. Um, So they initially, you know, talked about they had similar traits and they'll get along without destroying each other. Uh, They both want each other to answer the questions. And, you know, Jericho said that MJF hasn't beaten them. And then from that moment, you knew it was on. There was a match coming and it was happening soon. Uh, I didn't expect this. Um, it, It was like just like a. Kind of out of nowhere, he said he's gonna give MJF a shot to beat him at full gear. If he wins, he's in. Um, from there, Ortiz was like, "Hey man, uh, you know, me and Sammy are out on you. Even if you win, you'll never be one of us." Um, and then Santana somewhere in the middle. And then they announced next week Ortiz and and uh, Sammy against Warlow and MJF. Hmm, another spot for Warlow to throw Sammy Guevara around. Yeah. So. <laughs> I I loved where it ended up. It's so interesting. It's so compelling. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, is the inner circle about to have a new leader? Right.
2: I also like the line uh, the Jericho stole the Batista line, but you haven't beaten me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, eventually one of these two are going to turn babyface off of this. I don't know who, but it seems like it. Unless I'm a saying, because like they're doing the, fu- they're just showing that like you know there's more to them than just being a dick, and you can if they could stop being a dick for long enough, you could actually really like these two. That's how I kind of feel as far as um, you know what they've done over the last few weeks.
0: Hmm. Uh, I I think the the smart thing would be turn Jericho babyface at this point. Everybody still loves Judas. Right. Um, right. Kind of gives them it, it basically recasts him. Uh, and he can eventually be somebody that Kenny beats at that point, getting that win back, and then <sighs> eventually going through. Yeah, because it is coming. Um, but it it casts him in a different light, gives MJF essentially the inner circle and repl- kind of replaces Jericho like it's the wire or some shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it sets Jericho up to eventually, you know, he's got that three-year contract. Who knows how long Jericho's going to be around. So right. um, if you're looking at it, you know, based on the time, that'd be like half the time he was spent as a face, or excuse me, as a heel. And then you know he does his face run where he fights all the you know the heels that you want to start building up. So um, after that, Team Taz video played. They're still uh, trying to recruit Will Hobbs, uh, whether see whether he wants to join them. And Taz uh, looking like he's very annoyed that he has not got an answer yet. Uh, after yeah, I mean, that, who, Cassid- you you tell me who would want to be with. Ricky
2: Starks in the machine. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> like, like
0: Yo, just, just,
2: all, just all the tri-state. Just all the tri-state.
0: Yo, just all the attitude. Um, so after that, we got Cody and Orange Cassidy in the Lumberjack match. This was all over the place. Um, it was okay. Some of the stuff they did was, of course, wacky finish. Um kind of just like you know gets Orange Cass- Cassidy pushes him to the side Uh Cody you know the babyface lumberjacks were all arguing with each other because one of them you know some of them were down with Orange Cassidy some of them were down with Cody Heels were there to cause confusion essentially and, and Feast
2: Were there but, any Heels uh, that weren't Dark yeah. Order? Yes Okay I seem to not remember any of them Yeah um I thought their wrestling and work in the ring was very good. It's just, I just did not like most of the interactions with the lumberjacks. Once somebody got pulled out, like, like they they went outside the ring. Like maybe it felt like ha- almost five times before they anybody put hands on them for getting out the ring. And it's like that's not the purpose of or <sighs> whatever. It's just like. Why are y'all just letting this shit slide? Throw the ass back in the ring. I don't even say necessarily need to beat them up every time they come out, but like, after the third time, it's like, what, what are these guys even here for? And then ultimately, when they come back <laughs> for the break, the first time you, you see, you see, you, you, they come back, it's like, somebody got there, got stomped down and thrown back into the ring, and then is like, led into, you know, the, brawl, you know, the, the factions of babyface lumberjacks and hill lumberjacks brawling is like, oh, so they weren't here, actually here to, um, to actually like you know, interact with the wrestlers in the ring, which is why they're here. Is actually just to you know basically bring the barricades the, the blows, and it's like right. all right, and then you get the spot where the um, the superplex um, onto the crowd, which you know we've seen that before. Actually, we saw that from the first good lumberjack match that ever existed between uh, Ambrose and and um and so, Rollins. So it's like okay, yeah. um, but yeah, just uh the Arne Anderson thing yeah I don't know what to make of that I don't know
0: I don't know more goofy we'll shit
2: so um but like it's the thing is like if they if they had just had a match it would have been better than the lumberjack thing and I don't know how to much to put on the coat on Cody or Orange Casper if that to like this is kind of lame like the wrestling was good though the wrestling they did was good
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Up next, we had um, Darby Allen was watching like Sting, so uh, a dude on (laughs) TNT with his face painted, sitting in the rafters, looking down on Chaos. Where have I seen this before? Um, So, uh, after that, uh, they had Kip and Miro backstage. They basically offered him presents and said they were sorry for overreacting. Penelope before was dressed as Orange Cassidy. And and then after that, Yeah, for Halloween it was a ruse and then uh, Miro and Sabian attacked best friends and Miro said he will never forgive the best friends. This was just another in the line of these segments where I'm just like alright, I hope they didn't pay big, big, big money to Miro. It was there. Um, It existed. Not bad, not good, just don't care. Yep. Um, I wonder if that gets added on at the last minute or if that's a match that's like, uh, Hey man, they gotta have some for these after. shows. Yeah. They gotta have something that on in the future. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Do that the week after. Right. So after that, we had uh NWA, uh, win women's world championship match, Serena Deeb against Layla Hirsch, Serena Deeb cut an inset promo, uh, said the belt represents legacy, tradition and respect. She's changed the game and she's going to show you why you should respect her. And this was just like as wooden as a uh, two by four uh, carry by Hexaw Jim Duggan. Could please tell me that was the first They They want to take that.
2: Please tell me that was not multiple tries. You never know if that was multiple tries. Um, Yikes. Um. Is one of those situations where where you read it off and you're like, what she said wasn't wasn't even, wasn't bad it was just fine, it was cool um, but the delivery was just
0: well, I'm not the one that said it, it was her
2: right, (laughs) it was was like, right like it was like she was she was trying to find the lines and like, luckily like, it didn't get bad up to where like, cut do it again, it was just, it just kept going, so I don't know um, whatever, like you know, she is not there for the talky talk. She is there for the walky walk. And Serena Deeb in this match with Layla Hurst, I feel like this is the best I've ever seen her, to be quite honest with you.
0: Yeah, uh, she felt like the clear star of this and somebody you should be building around um, in, in there, kind of in a way that she felt like a clear star earlier this year. Um, if it's me. Uh, I'm thinking about eventually getting uh, Serena and Britt together eventually uh, or Sheeta and and Serena together Uh, Serena's going to be your glue I think to bounce the champion off of because Serena can say Nyla wins she can face Nyla if Sheeta wins she can get that shit you know or be a challenger for Britt Um, she just feels like the like in a well-working women's division, uh, she would just be your ultimate battle weapon that you can plug her in there on both sides of the coin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She'd be someone out. You, you could see positioning as a gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um,
0: what do you think of this I, match?
2: I thought it was a good match. Um, I'm, uh, Quite honestly, like, given where, where last time I saw Layla Hirsch at the end of her run at Stardom before, you know, she had to wrap things up, um, because of COVID and head back over here, um, I had looked at her, um, cage matches, saw that she only wrestled like a, ha- barely even a handful of matches since. So I was wondering if there was going to be a rust thing, and nah, she's about as good as she was when she, had the, at the end of her starting tour. Um, you know, um, the height was jarring after seeing her. After you know, watching oh, yeah. after watching, especially after because you know I watched um, her dark match with uh, with Sheeta right before yep. Dynamite started. So um, it was jarring to go from watching her wrestle in Stardom, where like the average height is like five foot two. And she she's like four <laughs> nine four ten, so it doesn't really matter. To her. all of a sudden, she's in the ring with Sheeta, who's like five 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 six. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot she's short. She's really short. She's strong Isn't as fuck. Like Muggsy. She, she's strong as fuck, right? But she but she's short. And then like, she's but like hey, oh, when you're that short, you gotta be strong. I I, I you I'd imagine so. Like dude, like so. Um, all you doing is getting tried, James, <laughs> for, for your whole life. You
0: getting tried. <laughs>
2: So she's the five dollar running back. She's the five well, dollar running one back. One
0: day, yes. One day Layla Hearst was like, I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. I'm going to the gym. Man, I'm and I'm developing the bu- these tree trunks.
2: Yeah, she yeah, she definitely has tree trunks. Um so yeah, um it was a really good match. Or not really good. It was a it was a good match. Like, because it's so been so long, I can't remember the stuff. But like, I mean, there was her her typical spots that I see in her. I've seen in her match with you know, um, uh, the moonsault. They they, uh, she actually modified the moonsault. She's not doing the triple jump moonsault. She's not doing regular moonsault. Serena got out of the way of that. Um, There was also the, um,
0: hey a moonsault that she would not fuck up on national television. I think that was maybe what it
2: was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's and then you know she also gave her the big the big running knee she has. Like she's she's a good wrestler. Um, she's just, you know, inexperienced and in, she was in there with somebody that, you know, has more experience than her. And I, I thought they had a good match. I don't know what this means for her in the future, but I would like to see her in AEW or, you know, be a person that gets, you know, in, does AEW dates while also, you know, working on her craft elsewhere. Um mm-hmm. we'll see when stuff opens back up whenever that is, but like you give her, you know, her, I think I want to say her last, you know, year and a half, two years, like, she's been getting a good amount of dates, but, like, I just want to see where that is, like, you know, a, two years from now, like, where she'll be, because, like, she could be a really good wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know, 4-9, um, might, be a, 4-9 might be a problem, 4 might be a problem, but we'll see.
0: You know, w- when did she get to fight Riho? That's, that's what I want to know. I, I want to see the Halls match. You know, between her and Reho,
2: I think they've. I'm sure they've we'll interacted
0: have, in stardom. I'm sure they've interacted. We'll in have so will Layla Hirsch have the big woman offense, or will Reho have the big woman offense because of the height?
2: Oh, it'll definitely because remember Reho's like five foot or four eleven, so um she's oh. taller, but she is so much like she's real thin. Like she she wrestles like a Zumi or she wrestles um starlight like kid. Like she's real thin to them. Like they're all the same yeah. height but like she's real thin, so nah she there there will be no big man Riho offense unless she she is
0: wrestling. I don't know. <laughs>
2: like Rio might be eighty pounds, for all we know.
0: I guess we'll have to until she fights Marco Stunt. Oh God. So uh they made Nyla and Sheeta official after. Nyla said or Sheeta said, You want me, I want you at full gear. That's the build. Um the whole build and nothing <laughs> but the build. Yep. Uh, then Sean Spears squash VSK with a one move, and uh, there was a dude that was throwing candy at him, and there was a bull. <laughs> bull got in the ring unmasked. It was Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky hit a TKO on him, uh, and that turned out to be a setup for their match next week. Uh, this was uh, I, I found this enjoyable because I, I don't know, man. I like Sean Spears like being this heel that gets thwarted. <laughs> you know, they've built him up all year, and he's had, he has like a 14 and or 15 and 2 record, right? You'd never know, right? But the thing is, like, this guy's like, uh, he, this man thinks he's great. So he's been fucking with Scorpio Sky, and Scorpio just, uh, you know, gets one up on him. And they're set to go next week. So what'd you think of this angle?
2: Um, I'm I'm fine with it. Like uh, I I, I had more jokes than like real insight or, or thoughts on it, but like it was fine as a as a as a thing in itself. Yeah. Uh, Jericho wrote this angle. Maybe Jericho did write this angle. Yeah, it broke up. But yeah, you said Jericho yeah, wrote nope. this angle. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> You know, is, how many I'm times have I seen
0: think. Jericho in a mask oh, or yeah. somebody in a mask around Jericho in the crowd or something like right. that?
2: But normally it's Jericho just getting the, the jump on somebody as opposed to like the the added part where like someone, you know, this person had the ma- had the stuff and then enticed this person and then, you know, th- got them at the end. Normally it's just, right. you know, oh, Oh, another Pentagon that clearly is Chris Jericho. Like, <laughs> like, when did Chris Jericho get that tall? Or when did Pentagon get that tall in the last, you know, in 30 seconds, the last time I saw him.
0: Right. Um, and then after that, we had, uh, you know, announcements uh, with, uh, Miro and Trent next week, uh, Spears and Sky, uh, and then they announced Cody in the Gun Club versus Colt Cabana 10 and John Silver and Jericho's on Commentary. For the go home, and then after that, we got our main event: Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Junior. And boy, I gotta say, James, I really love this. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking shock! I know, right? A match comparable that are all in match, uh, and that the all in had you know the benefit of one of the hottest crowds in the history of professional wrestling. Um, this one had, you know, rather limited crowd, but perfectly executed main event. Um, you know, I, I believe, I think Dave gave it four and a half. I'm like between four and a half, and 4.75. I, I said I would give him the cowards rating on this, but, uh, you know, you, you got from the beginning, Kenny comes out with the triple A belt underneath the shirt. I knew there was a belt under there the whole time, uh, to rub it in phoenix's face who's injured was supposed to fight him and say yeah i beat you for this uh, and from there the match just slowly built and it felt kind of like a um felt like a new japan match a little bit uh so it's just slowly built until they were doing crazy shit at the end and at the end one wing angel um
2: i ended up giving it at the time i was kind of where you were um and then I I went through looking at stuff and I was like, uh my previous ratings for like the G one and like Mayu Takumi, and I was like, alright, it's four and a half. Um I, I think the thing ultimately they got me was not to say this is a bad thing, but the second they ate it out on the the parallel ramp on the uh mm-hmm. and I saw <sighs> I saw a Pentagon go up to the rope and face, I was like oh, my God, he's going to do a fucking Panama sunrise on this ramp. Yeah. And sure enough, they did. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, okay. So, like, I am i didn't get shocked by the fact that they did it, but it was like, I can't believe these idiots are doing this. <laughs> and also, another part that should be um, in similar situation to the, uh, package pal driver on the ramp that, um, Christopher Daniels ended up catching, that was a shoot pal driver. I think yes. that was a shoot, uh, Canadian destroyer on that fucking, uh, thing. I feel like Kenny's head actually hit con, actually hit wood. Um, so there's that as well. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was a great match. It really is. Um, that's probably going to be my top 10 favorite, uh, AEW matches of the year. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's there. It was just, just excellent. And then I looked at it and I went and looked through Pentagon's um cage match and I was like, Wow, that's his that was like his second match like on uh, like in this um, or third match in this entire cycle between favor views. Like, mm-hmm. this dude had to go out here and unleash two of the best matches of the year in this com- uh, this promotion to, to get some fucking looks. Like, so hopefully there'll be more than three matches in the next cycle. He's not even on pay-per-view, but you know, whatever, you know, baby yeah. steps I guess.
0: Tough business.
2: Yeah, you know? real, real tough business. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I, I don't know what y'all want, want me to say. I mean, you know, this is this is what Kenny Omega does. Uh this is this you know, this this light work, this is easy, you know. <laughs> so um besides that, that was a show. Uh then, you know, we got Kenny and Heyman, full gear. We already did that preview earlier.
2: Yeah. Um give me a
0: second. I did not
2: have notes for NXT, but I can pull some up if you just bear with me.
0: So, NXT hosted by, uh, Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart's Halloween Havoc. I, I still feel they should have gone with that.
2: (laughs) I mean, it kind of was. Like, they did either three or four different things where she was almost like hosting, like, it was an award show where she shows up in a different outfit. Um, like, and all of them were, all of them were skin tight or some of them were like pleather, pleather Mm pleathery. Um, real, um, real.
0: (laughs) Look, they got the look.
2: It was it, it, it was real dungeon sex like that's what he, <laughs> these were appropriate for for the dungeon sex, uh, but yeah. So, um, she welcomes us in 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 you know, ha, ha ha, and all that stuff, and then uh, we end up getting the North American title match between, uh, Jamie Priest and Johnny Gargano. Um, they uh they basically do. It basically um Russell inside the ring. Um then I don't know what is with Damian Priest, but he it seems like in every big match he has to pull out the bottom step and he does a bump off the bottom steps. I, I, was, I would that's hope that he a, I hope that he stops. Every... I hope that he stops. Like there's there there's not gonna be a good uh what do they call it? Um Reload. standard 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 of living in the future, you keep doing that shit um, in the future twenty years from now. Um, but they did, they did a, um, he did a, uh, he ended up catching Johnny, uh, outside the ring. He ends up pulling up the top step, throwing to the side, and he's going to give him some move, uh, onto the bottom step. But Johnny turns into a sliced bread and he, he takes a back pump on the, on the top, on the bottom steps. So then, um, Johnny takes him towards the announce table that I was talking, that we were talking about last week that's dangerously, imperiously close to the ring. And, mm-hmm. um, Johnny is trying to give him some type of lift onto the uh, table, but Priest ends in reverse to get into like a modified standing broken arrow onto the table. Like he doesn't fall he doesn't do the sit out, he just throws him on there. Um, mm-hmm. So they end up brawling behind the barricade behind the barricade, the ringside area and end up towards the back, and the back is all gimmicked up with spooky stuff. Um, spooky Halloween themed stuff like there's a stand that uh from where like the wheel the spinning wheel is and where um and it's on a platform
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: similar to the old platform uh but it's over but it's over this area and there's a bunch of like gravestone looking stuff and like um other stuff they put together so they basically brawl up to the top. And then all of a sudden there's a dude with a ghost face screen mask on. Somebody. Mm-hmm. It's probably Indy Hartwell, but you can't tell who it is. They haven't announced who it is yet. And they interfere in the match when Johnny was looks like he's about to be done with. So um, Johnny then, after getting the advantage from this, uh, this third person, does a uh, tornado DDT where he jumps off of the spinning wheel um, onto the top of the platform and, and nails priest. So like I said, they're up on a platform and the, on the other side of it, as you see them, as you saw them brought up, you saw like a, a fake, like small house, like eight feet tall. And you're like, Oh, somebody's going off the top of that. Someone's going to fall onto that. And that's a crash pad or whatever you, uh, a, a fa- effectively a crash pad. So, uh-huh. um, all of a sudden the third person in the ghost face mask, goes away, comes back with a tombstone. You know what it made me think of? Remember that vampiro and sting match where uh one of them finished the match by hitting the other one with a tombstone and broke and crumbled into pieces? That's around right I don't had. remember this, but I okay. I've heard about it. Okay. So Johnny grabs a tombstone Boshes it off boshes not bash it boshes over Priest's head. Priest goes flying into the into that makeshift uh thing we were talking about, the makeshift building that's eight feet tall. And uh. keep in mind commentary kept putting over that this, this platform is 15, 20 feet tall. I'm like, bruh, it's barely yeah. 10. Stop this. Stop. So uh Johnny basically goes down around and comes around to the side after they replayed the fall a couple times and crawls over and pins um, Priest uh, and he is a two-time North American champion. Um, Johnny winning. I I believe that this means, this lever pull means they don't think, uh, I think they're going to have to strip Finn Balor. Hmm. And they're going to make Priest the champion.
0: Interesting. Maybe I'm overthinking or, it
2: because you know I do that a lot. But or there was no real reason to as
0: a, as a call up. Uh,
2: could be, could be. Um, but it's like how many motherfuckers? How, how bad is our communication? Where like I know it's bad already, but like <laughs> how bad? Like for the you know the priest, the priest. They're not named priest, but the uh, Keith Lee thing just happened where you belted him. And then you had to take the belt off him within a month so you can call him up. And then... Boy. Right. And then you made the Broseways thing, and then, like, you had to pull Riddle so that you could do nothing with him. And then, like, now you're going to pull Damien Priest so you could do, presumably, nothing with him as well. Like, Jesus. Like, he's he's blowing through these people in record time now. Um, but, yeah. Uh, after that, we end up getting... <laughs> <laughs> McAfee goon coming down
1: McAfee-goon?
2: Yeah, McAfee-goon hey, comes- McAfee
0: goon yeah McAfee goon McAfee be the new champion do you want me to shut this shit down
2: is that what you're doing <laughs> are you, are you, do you, are you, is that what you're doing <laughs> Oh my God. Hey, so, you Mag-
0: already won the best promos in the company.
2: Yeah. Good thing this isn't the, you know, the, the, the working uh, promotion or brand. So, the work rate brand. So, yeah. Uh, he comes out with, uh, <laughs> with Lorcan, who is dressed in a suit, which is like, you know, you turn heel, you get paid. Of course, you come out of suit. And then, it <laughs> this is very true to self of IP. They're really fitting of a character. Uh, <laughs> Birch came out, and the way he dressed up was he had a, I believe a a black turtleneck and a black zip up uh, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, like That's this was like this man looked like Jason Statham, like he really <laughs> did. So, um, this guy, Max, um, because a great promo. I can't remember most of it, but it uh, basically is like. It, it plays off the stuff that I thought it was going to play off of. Like, remember last week I was like, he's the one that paid for that Mercedes and able to get, um, yeah. Rich Holland to lay out Adam Cole. He says, I, you know, I had the, I had what people said, the greatest. And you know how hard it is for the internet, these internet idiots, these buffoons. He's like, They all said it was the greatest debut in in the history of wrestling. I was I fucking howled. I was like, "What? No one said this. They just say you had a good ass match." I'm like, "This dude, this nigga, the level, this man starting out with the peak line."
0: Yes. Where else is there to go? So, elite cap.
2: Yeah. He says, "You know, how hard it is for these internet idiots to agree on anything." The IWC said that, that, that this is the greatest ever, and he says, "You know," and you, you know what happens after this, after that match? Like Adam Cole, he doesn't he doesn't come to me and say, "You know, good good match, guy. You know, you're going to be the future of this business." He flexed with me and hit his stupid pose. So he <laughs> made me, so so he said, "So I you know so I go home and I and I'm going to heal up and I'm going to just plot." and it made me think of it made me think of like who could i call to get to get to this asshole so he says he looks around he calls rich holland and he says uh what what do you want for you know for you to put a hit on this dude and he's like i don't want money i want a car i was like fine i'll get you that car and he's like "And and that mercedes was delivered and you and you saw and you saw the stupid fa- all all you stupid faces. Uh, I said, "Who did this, Adam Cole? Who did it? It was me." <laughs> so, then, so then, so then he says, "So I'm so I got everything set." And then, um, and I'm and I'm and I'm playing C's. You know, he's like, "I'm steps ahead. I'm playing chess. You guys are playing checkers." So then ahead, says, McAfee. Right, right. So then, <laughs> so then he ends up saying like. And then my my pr- I end up getting a uh, a monkey wrist thrown at me. A week later, a couple days later, after my plan is unfolding, my guy breaks his leg into a thousand no into seven million pieces or seven thousand pieces. He said he said number like seven and he's a thousand or million and it sounded hilarious. Like his leg shattered into a, like the hyperbole. It shattered into a thousand pieces like like it's a jigsaw puzzle. So. He said, so, and then I said to myself, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I had a guy. I'm going to go get the guys that broke that guy's leg. That's That's (laughs) hilarious. This sounds so 80s. So, so I, so I, uh, you know, I reached out to Lorcan and Birch and I I said, what do y'all want? Money? He's like, we don't want anything. We don't want anything from us. So, they had their number one contendership match and they lost again. And then they reached back out to me and said, you know what? We want those belts. So then I started planning. You know, he, he more or less starts. You know, talk about smarty is and smart and do the
0: mastermind.
2: Ones. Right, right, right. So you know. he talks about how it all set up. You know, he got all these dudes. Hurt. He, he he got them dudes laying them other guys out. They surrendered the title shot to him. They you know he helped them win the belts and got them the belts. Got them the thing that they wanted. So now they're in on McAfee um, Goon. So then. Um, he, was about to, he was about to say something else he ended up getting cut off by O'Reilly coming out and he walks to the ring like he's going to take it, take out he's going to take those three on three on one all of a sudden Pete Dunne's music hits Pete mm-hmm. Dunne walks to the ring walks down to the ring with two uh, chairs keep in mind we have not seen him on NXT since uh, the pandemic because of you know the bros thing thing got, got cut off and he got called up so he comes down to the ring and stares a hole through McAfee the whole entire time. Staring, staring at him, climbing up, walking down the ramp, up the stairs. He never, he never breaks glance from Mac, from the guys inside the ring. So he gets up on the apron on the side, uh, next to, uh, next to O'Reilly. And while never, still never breaking glance, hands one of the chairs or st- sticks one of the chairs over to O'Reilly, like, here, take this, even, you know, two on, it's two on three, but we got chairs. They get in the nope. ring, um, and I'm thinking, like, somebody's turning heel here. We're, we're, let's see. Let's see who turns heel. The second old Roddy took a step forward, I was like, no, they're turning Pete on heel. Immediately. Yeah, he, he, he busted up that man's back. <laughs> He busted that man's back. They stomped the dog shit out of O'Reilly and beat him with chairs. And um, now you have uh, 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 this faction. And it raised a great point with this McAfee goon consists of Dunn, Rich Holland, and Lorkin and Birch. This man basically mm-hmm. is out here with an NXT UK gang.
0: Yes. The man, the man, rolling out here with the British.
2: Yeah. So, and for me, and So for me, the one thing that like I like about this is that it's th- it, character-wise, it makes all the sense in the world. Pete Dunne has always been a tw- he's a baby face and fights like a hero, but he's never been above you know stretching the rule here and there. Much like Moxley, whereas like I he like he'll respect people for that will cut corners, but he, he welcomes all that bullshit because he's with the smoke too. But Particularly when he came out, I was very similar to when um, the NWA came out to save Sting during WrestleMania 31. I was like, "This makes no mm-hmm. sense, y'all hate y'all hate each other." All we know is y'all hate each other. In NXT, he was fighting against Undisputed Era. At in a, at, uh, in in I think it was New Orleans,
0: New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah. Until
2: Roddy turned on him and joined Undisputed, he should hate these fuckers. And sure enough, he still does hate those fuckers. So I'm I'm with it. I'm like good.
1: So as long as
2: long uh, as look, as long as it's consistent, I'm I'm with it. So um, so we have,
0: they've got their new heel gang to replace Undisputed era. They've always got a fa- faction, or they got two factions, heel factions now, right? They got. Without uh, the fantasma, yep. Yeah, so uh, Los novelist Dave McAfee, you know. Oh my
2: God! You know,
0: I, you know, oh uh, or McAfee Club, you know, whatever they calling them themselves. Oh my um, God! Yeah, so like, that you know, Pete Pete Dunn could have been a hot baby face. Nah, fuck that. We 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 need some. Uh, we need more heels for, for nah. you. No, nah, nah, uh, nah, Uncle nah. Paul got it covered.
2: Here's the real thing. Here's the real thing, right? They they broke up. or weights One dude's been exposed as a rapist, and the other one's the one that turns heel. Incredible. I yeah. So so for me, uh, what else is I gonna say? Another thing to notice, right? Lorcan and Birch and Pete Dunn are there to do all the work into <laughs> into carry into carry McAfee by the neck on how to get this shit done in the ring until he's ready. And I look uh, I gotta say, after watching uh, you know, i oh, um sorry, uh Donado Mondo this year with Julia, I can tell you, there's a great path to success with this. I just saw Julia have a four star match today. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so like
0: um, you got your tag team unit, you got your main inventor and Pete Dunn. Look, they could easily under you said Damian Priest, right? But they could easily just get that shit to Pete Dunn. I
2: shit, I'd be happy with that. Another another thing that was also kind of like, damn, they turned Pete Dunn heel was like. You know, I've been, I've been angling to get this Pete Dungeon and Gargano match off the, off the ground for like years. I don't know why they haven't heard, I don't know why they haven't like, you know, returned my, my, my texts and my tweets and my replies and, you know, and my, in my touts, but, <laughs> but I would like, I would like to get that match on a takeover, please, at some point. And y'all keep, y'all keep missing the time. Y'all keep missing the window. And now he's, now they're both heels. Damn. I ain't gonna never get this no. match.
0: <sighs> All right. Well. If you want to see them fight, they did fight on the pre-show. of... I'm not. No, no, no.
2: I'm not. Uh, that show didn't make.
0: What show it was
2: that? I know what you're talking about. That was um the first War Games. Yeah, that's first War Games. It I don't was in, think it that, was in
0: Houston. Whatever. I don't it think was. that
2: made tape.
0: No, it did. I watched it.
2: Oh, okay. All right. It's still not the yeah. same thing. It's one of them pre-show deals. Um. So. Then we end up getting Cameron Grimes backstage, and he's scared. Uh, a,
0: a man not on the moon.
2: Yeah, he's scared. He keeps saying, "Mr. M- Mr. Regal, are you are you sure you you really want me to be in this match?" Uh, I mean, like, you know, this is a wrestling promotion, or I think he's a wrestling brand, like, I can just go in the ring and wrestle, I can do that for you real good, uh, Mr. <laughs> he didn't do all that, but I can I do, he, he's like, you know, I, 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 want to do, I want to do anything but get transported to this stupid fucking match. Look, he knew it was also too, bull, he knew that was also bullshit, so... Regal's just like, you know, after, you know, this is, they have a very similar relationship to like JJ Dillon and, and Young Jericho and WCW where like, this dude is right. always annoying to shy this man. So it's like, nah, bruh, take your ass on, get transported and take your whooping. I, I fucking hate you. So like, I don't know why you asking for, for asking me to help you. You've been nothing but a problem for me. I want this problem to be solved. Go out there and get solved, problem. So, um, I'm just going to do this all in one walk. Cause I'm not going to go back and forth on track because it was cut up in segments. It was that. And then it was a segment where he finally gets into the van. And then there's a segment where he finally gets out of the van. And then there's a segment where he yep. runs from, uh, from the house back to fucking full cell. And then he ends up finishing the match there. So I'm just going to go through that all right now. Okay. Okay. He gets shoved out the door by Regal. The van pulls up. It is a windowless. It is a windowless van. Um, There's some random dude. It looks like I don't know. It looks like a dude that works at an office that decided to take the weekend off to go on a bender. uh, Sitting and he's dusty for some reason. Like he may be a ghoul. I don't know. He's sitting shotgun. The windowless van back door opens up. Side door opens up, and out comes Michael Hayes. He's dressed in. more uh, Michael Hayes gag he's dressed in yeah he's dressed in creamsicle orange and it's shiny for no reason he starts singing the words to uh, Bad Street he cuts his promo I can't hear over the I can't hear over the song of Bad Street and then um, he walks off into nowhere we never see him again he just walks away after he talks to uh, Grimes for a little bit and then Grimes gets in the van and then they they cut away and then when they come back, they cut to him getting out of this van into this house. that's on the water. Um, and as he walks up, he's scared, but he's trying to fake be tough. He's like, come on. like, come on out. Uh, come on out, Loomis. I got some for you while he's scared. And as he's walking into the house and he walks by a tree, you see at the top of the tree, Loomis is crouched on the tree, stalking his prey. So
1: what the fuck
2: he Grimes walks in Um into the house. He's looking around for him. And then as he's looking around for him, he keeps getting distracted by weird weird things and lights or whatever else. He walks by a door. The door opens behind him. He doesn't realize... He doesn't see the door that has a light in inside that room. He doesn't see the light behind him. He opens the door. It's Loomis. Um, Loomis tries to choke him. They wrestle around and tussle around. He tries to strike him, and Loomis is no selling. Um, and then eventually he's so poor. And like, I gotta get the fuck away from this guy. Um actually before this happened, he went into a room and then Loomis walked to a dark room behind him and started fighting. in mind, like, it's dark, it's poorly lit. You can't see shit. Right. Or you, or you can't see shit barely. Right. This is a, but this is a match that most people say they can't see shit. So Loomis gets over, Loomis overpowers him and he's like, I got to get away from this fucking guy. So he gets some separation. He uh, gets out of the room and closes the door. So he's trying to keep Loomis trapped in the door or tra- mm-hmm. trapped in the room by basically closing, using his weight to keep the door closed, right? Which is like, all right, you gonna do that for the rest of your life? What the fuck? So um, all of a sudden, uh, he feels that he's not, there's no longer a struggle for the door. Next thing you know, you see someone kick the door and now all of a sudden there's another kick and the door like gets kicked in or kicked out actually. So he sees the door getting kicked out. He runs into another room to hide um, in terms of being a, a bathroom. So then he realizes there's someone in the shower. So then all of a sudden you see a, a, the, a, the silhouette of a woman in the shower. And he goes, uh, after being scared and is hiding behind the door like like he like he's a kid trying to get his ass whooped. Or avoiding getting his ass whooped. Uh, that brings back memories. Um, <laughs> he he goes from I'm scared mode to now I'm horny mode. And this man goes, oh, are you Loomis's sister? And he goes... He starts making some innuendo while this woman's not making any noise while she's in the shower, and he go he takes off his vest. He might, you know, he's still in you know jeans, the top hat, and yeah. the and the and just a vest with nothing underneath. It. And he go he takes off his clothes. Oh, he takes off the the vest, and he's like. I might need a shower it's time you know I feel a little sometimes I feel a little grimy or he says it's time to get grimy some line like that like he he may lose to grimy and sex rich that's what he did he absolutely did this so he opens so he goes to get into the shower and it's a fucking zombie that was taking a shower bathing rich what the fuck he she grabs him or jumps on top of him, and he runs out of the bathroom. Um, and once he gets her, and, um, once he gets her off of him, there's more zombies. He ends up running out of the house and he runs back towards the van. And when he runs back towards the van, guess who's the driver, Rich?
0: Um, who could the driver be? Dexter Loomis. Oh, because Dexter Dexter Loomis Loomis hasn't been
2: seen in 30 seconds. So gotcha. he gets out the van. He starts He takes where to, off.
0: Cameron Grimes. <laughs>
2: God damn it! So he takes off running up. He takes off running. We don't know where he's at. They cut. They say to be continued. They show a cutaway of him like during the transition to between segments of him running up this, in the middle of the road somewhere. And then by the time they cut back to the f- finale, he they they're, they they are to expect us believe that he ran from wherever the van took him. All the way back to fucking uh, the PC, he gets into the PC. Um, like I said, there's a bunch of spooky Halloween stuff all around the ring, including a, mm-hmm. a pretend graveyard. He keeps r- as he runs to the building. He runs um, out of gas and falls on the grass of this graveyard. He 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 passes. He falls down. He's breathing for you know catching his breath, and then he looks around and realizes they're, they're, these are tombstones. He's amongst. He gets up and he goes to the ring spooked and by the time he gets to the ring guess who is uh, entered from the other side of the ring amongst crack smoke rich that's right Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis there's some other stuff that happens he, uh, oh there's more the zombies have showed up uh, gra- or uh, I'm going to say graves Grimes gives one of the zombies a curb stomp but ultimately, Loomis ends up slapping on his front face choke, and I don't know if there was submission or whatever else. But basically, like Loomis walks out the ring, and then over the over the front of his face as he walks out the ring, goes up halfway up the ramp. It stops, and then it is in blood letters. It says the end. That was the House of Horrors match. That sounded so pointless. Correct. I felt bad for <laughs> Rhymes. I felt bad for Loomis. I felt bad for the production team. I felt bad for NXT. I felt bad for me. <laughs> like I, I she you not, this the, the, these segments were the only bad segments on Wednesday on either show. So wow, yeah. Um, I don't even know where I am on that. Um, but yeah, th- this is a worst match of the year contender, uh, in my opinion. Right. Um, there are people that actually do like this match. Like, I believe it has, like, a six-something right. on, on a Cage Match, which I just, I don't want to meet those people that voted for that, but, like,
0: people do it. You, you can did find like anybody his, that, likes, that likes, you can find somebody that likes some, like anything in anything Right, wrestling.
2: right, but my point is most people like it, which is, like, uh, okay, fine.
0: I, like, yeah, I saw, I, I saw like, a, like, a still picture of, like, him running into, like, the Yeti. Uh, and they were that wasn't Grimes. like
2: that wasn't Grimes. That was uh, okay. that was a backstage thing with um Drake Maverick. That wasn't Grimes. Um, yeah.
0: that's kind of funny. Yeah,
2: it, this that segment actually, or that thing with Grimes in um in the Yeti and the Giant was actually funny. Um, but it was intentionally, it, but it worked. So so basically, yeah. in, I don't know what where this is. I'm jumping kind of around the place now that I've jumped through the all of the segments and put that shit together so I going to have to talk about it again. But there was a second backstage yeah. where um they were interviewing um they were interviewing Drake Maverick who was dressed as Hollywood Hogan. He kept doing a brother brother brother, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Sean told him how to do all the brother stuff. So That's yes, for Uh the interviewer, I can't remember her name, just like her she's been around for a month. I still don't know her name. Um they brought her they she was like he was calling her Mean Jean and she was like, but I'm my name. I can't remember my name and, he, and she's like, can you just can you just come on? Can you just like play along? It's Halloween. Come on. He goes. She goes. Fine. <laughs> so he goes. To, does all the shit. And all of a sudden, like some gigantic. You know, I don't know how gigantic, because you know, uh, Drake Maverick is small, but this person's probably like six yeah. foot six. Walks up and he's dressed as the giant. And he goes, you right? He does the you thing, and all of a sudden, behind him comes the Yeti, and then they do the Dutchman doing shit, the 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 hug, and then all of a sudden. Behind a wall, behind a curtain, you see D- <laughs> Killian Dane in a vest with no shirt on and a star- and a bedazzled stormtrooper's helmet, dressed as uh, the oh my god ah uh, oh my god who was your boy's name that fell tripped when he had the um the, the mat and the helmet fell off WCW Sting uh, Sting British Bulldog and Harlem Heat Rich.
0: Uh, Stingberg's would hardly the shockmaster.
2: Yeah, the shockmaster. He's supposed to be the shockmaster, and he's like, "You didn't fall, you didn't trip." He's like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that stupid, not falling." So then he ends up taking the mask off of Killian Dane and putting it on his head, and then he walks away and he trips and falls. And He's like, "Huh, you're right. That, that, tripping is funny." And that was that was the end of that segment. But um, from there, just move around a little bit. You end up getting. Uh a promo for nah not nah, to even get to the promos. You end up getting an NXT nah, it wasn't a no, it's a non title match. It was uh Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. I think Jake Atlas got a jobber entrance. So nice. outco- yeah, right. He could be an AEW. So <laughs> so he uh he's out there, out comes Legado del Fantasma, and you in all of a sudden, you look close, you're like, yo, Santos has on the 97 Rey Mysterio pants from Halloween Havoc. So, I was like, that's hard. That's cool. Like, I wish you want to heal, but like, that's cool. So, <laughs> it, it match goes like three, four, five minutes, but like, uh, basically, um, trying to remember uh what happened at the end okay so atlas hits his uh his cartwheel ddt um wild in mendoza one gets the foot on gets santo's foot on the rope the other and the Lursa ref the ref then you know does a count and then realize that they did that she sticks her head through the top and middle rope to yell at them Um and it's enough of a distraction to give let Atlas get up, hit the other side, hit the other rope, come back and hit a flip dive onto both of them. So, uh, by the time he you know gets back to his feet, Santos reaches out uh, to grab him by the hair from um through the ropes. Atlas washes his hand away and hits him with a big forearm, and in that amount of time. Mendoza, or the ref is um, not distracted by the fact that Santos is this huge bump back into the ring, spilling back into the ring. Mendoza throws on the loaded mass, the same mass that ended up screwing, or similar to the same fashion that screwed uh, Swerve, headbutts your boy, um, Atlas, rolls him back into the ring... Santos ends up hitting at the Angel Wings, but turns the Angel Wings to, like, a facebreaker where, like, he lands on, like, one of his knees and then pins him, um, and, and that was the match. Like, I feel like they're giving Santos short thrift even though, like, the people he's in the ring with, like, and basically, like, yeah, here's five minutes, but, like, the last half of the last half of the match is good compared to like the last two weeks. Like they're giving them not much, not much time, and then like they're fitting in a bunch of crazy stuff for, like the last few minutes of it, as opposed to like giving them a real match or not doing it. I don't know what I don't know if this really is effective in getting either one of them over, right? Um, but it was, but it was a you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: cool spots at the end with the, with the flip dive Atlas. Atlas. Uh, I'm so then we end up getting so after this we end up getting Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Whoo, boy. Now, as much as I gushed about Wardlow versus... The the uh, women's. Yes. As much as I gushed about Wardlow and Adam Page, that's how much I wanted to gush about Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. These two women brawled their asses off. It was just... And it was very very fun. Um, it wasn't a long match, but it was high intensity, big strikes, um, lots of lots of uh, demonstrations of strength because he's a strong women's... <laughs> um, ultimately, um, I think the story of the match is that Rhea is super strong. She met her match, or maybe her superior in strength from Raquel, but Raquel um, is only str- only just strong so rhea was very similar to like you know thanos versus the hulk at the beginning of infinity war where was like yeah you got raw strength but what happens when i start bobbing and weaving and throwing these hooks and ca- start counter punching so um she you know she basically had her up the fin- i don't know if you know where Kels' finish is it's a basically like a one gets her up with like a one arm on one arm and then gives her one-handed choke bomb or choke slam or not choke slam but power bomb um after they brawled all around the ring, um, she's about to finish Rhea with with her finish. She ends up turning into a hurricane ronda and sends her into the corner. Um And then after that she ends up by uh, hitting the uh ripcord. Uh there was also a spot where they teased where she was gonna hit the second roll ripcord like similar fashion that ended uh Shanna Baszler back in around Christmas time. Um and she ended up getting out of that. It was just, it was just a it's a really, really good-ass match. I ended up giving it, um... I think I gave it three and three-quarters. Like, it's... I, I feel like... I don't know if... I feel like they're very comparable, the matches between, um... as far as how good they are between, uh, Raquel and Rena, or Rina... Uh, Raquel and Ria and, uh... Hangman and Warlow. I thought these were two matches with, like, short matches that you just, like, you're gonna remember as being, like, these were a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. Um... So did they both wear a lot of leather, oh yeah, you come on now, <laughs> come on now, <laughs> who you talk to <laughs> but one thing I will say is like I was so happy for Raquel because you like you know we've watched her since the first man classic, and like <clears throat> we feel like there's something there, but it's like is she ever really enough match for this shit to happen, and then like she's kind of gotten this pushes this, you know big big you know big mommy cool for Dakota, it was like you know what we've always thought the whole time was like. Who look at who's getting the pins. Look who's getting pinned. Like, the person that we really wants to push is Raquel out of this, out of these two. And, like, she finally had a match to, like, validate, like, that, that level of push that she's gotten over in protection over the last, uh, you know, or since the beginning of this year. So, like, it was cool to see that pay off in a way. Like, and, you know, for R- Rhea, of a person has been, like, completely fucked <laughs> by the system, right? Like, to see her, like, yeah, I'll go out here with my friend, and we'll go out here, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be big, strong women that, that scowl and and, and and all that kind of stuff, and beat shit of each other for like nine minutes. Like it was fun. Uh, Raquel still needs more, though. Um, so, Champa ends up cutting a promo. Bear with bear with me, Rich. Bear with me. It he starts out and he says. I, you know, I've been here. He basically says, along lines of like, I've been here for a while. um, Again, (laughs) I don't think he's done a "been here for a while" thing before. But anyway, um, he says, I've been here and I've seen this place change, and I feel like the thing, most thing that's changed is like we have these young people that come in here and feel and feel entitled, that believe that they deserve it. Talk about and talk about opportunity. And 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 what they deserve, and you talked about like you know things are earned here. When I came out here, like I when I when I when I was NXT champion for all those days is because I took it right. What? So so so. Bear with me, Rich. Stop the cap. So bear, just bear with me, Rich. So then he says all that to transition to say, um. He said everybody wants to blame someone else. Like talk about you know um, glass ceilings and brass rings and such. Uh, he says never been handed anything like I said, and then he says uh, he wants to take back NXT to what it used to be, and that starts with Velveteen Dream. So he says, so he call he's up calling.
0: Look, Velveteen hey Dream man, for the this record hunt, hunt. I too I, I too would like NXT the way it used to be oh, yeah. one hour on the WWE network. <laughs> I would like for
2: I would like for it to uh stop trying to counter program um AEW. So he uh he ends up saying that brings me to, to Velveteen Dream. He says Velveteen Dream is a prodigy Because in- he's, he's twenty five, whatever. He's like he's a prodigy. Oh. Who who has who is dripping with ick factor? Who cannot get out of his own way? And I was oh, this is true. So I was just like, this all makes sense and sets up for your next opponent. The problem is the thing that is he's in his own way is that he's a child diddler. Like it it's the same thing with the riddle stuff. Like you can't and, and like nah bro, like you can't be sure do any storylines and you like what is what what are they talking, the about? Oh, the child, talking oh, about? Oh the child oh oh the the sexual misconduct? Oh, great. So that that was his promo. It was the well. Car delivered. crash. The,
0: the the other dark rumors about Velveteen that that are out there. Wow. So
2: um earlier in the show, we ended up getting a promo from, um, Ember, Ember Moon, talked about how, you know, now that she's back, she's seeing some, um, she's seeing kind of where, like, the landscape has changed, she talked about Dakota Kai, after Dakota attacked her last week, and said, like, when I left NXT, she was this small, tiny girl that was scared of her own shadow. They showed videos of her getting her ass whooped by, by Shayna or I fucking howled. Oh. And she said, you know, but, you know, things have changed. She stepped to the go." Yeah. She said she, things have changed. She stepped to the plate and now I want to see where she's at now. And it, she says a receipt, Ow. she says a receipt's <coughs> definitely coming. So, wow. um, that was earlier in the show. So, uh, right before the main event, they announced that they're doing Dakota Kai in, um, Ember next week, but that should be a good-ass match, and, um, Uh what other matches, uh, there's another match that's gonna be announced for next week, uh, oh, uh, Chompa versus Dream, versus Velveteen, so, then, the main event, EO comes out, with, uh, the rock band Poppy, is very similar to her, um, that rock interest she had on the first take, or first NXT on
0: USA Network, um, I feel like I didn't seen Poppy for Io Shirai as many times as I've seen um, uh, with Motorhead for Triple H <laughs>
2: God damn, let it go I think it's been twice <laughs> it's been like a million times anyway so is um, it been two or three times I think it's two but anyway um, it's
0: been at least three
2: like I remember two. So, I don't know where the third one came from. I think the thing okay. is this, right? Poppy perform here's the thing. Poppy performed at a uh takeover for women's war games, and she also like uh, I think that show was also had her okay. had her had her match be sponsored, but I don't think she I think there's only been two performances. But like as Gosh. far as like but she's but look, Poppy is definitely like she's definitely, you know, she's the new flow rider for for WWE. For NXT. It's like Inca it Who's definitely <laughs>
0: NXT records
2: yeah yeah get Poppy in the, in the uh, WWE Hall of Fame um so they get in the ring together um Shotzi she spins the wheel it's a TL screen match which is obviously just tables ladders and chairs um and these two proceeded to beat the shit out of each other with some incredible stuff um and some callbacks as well. Like, uh, there's just so much stuff, but there is a spot with, um, there's a spot off the top. I think through the, off the top turnbuckle, um, we're spinning, you know, the Candace, uh, spinning neck breaker spot through tables that are on the floor off the top rope there. I think that's the second to last big spot. Um, there is a callback to when Candice turn or EO turned on Candice by giving her a suplex onto a open still, uh, still chair. Candice brings it out, and then EO reverses and actually gives her the move again. Um, there, there's um, EO running in for the media, the running meteora in the corner um, to to a seated. Candace and Candace like tells her to come in and she moves out the way and she uh there's a ladder behind her so she runs her n- knees into the ladder um uh, chair shots kindle sticks I believe um ultimately the final spot is the two earlier in the, sh- in the match Candace sets up a ladder bridge between the Uh, ring in the very close table that we've talked about last couple weeks Mm -hmm. there are two ladders in the ring side by side um EO and Cancer up on both of them all of a sudden the the ghost face scream person that helped Johnny earlier in the show comes out to help you know another Gargano. Uh, they're trying to steal the title. Shotzi comes in, fights her, fights the Ghostface person, and gets them down. Um, after she, after uh, whoever that is, is trying to help Candice climb the ropes, thwarts them, um, gives Eo enough time to recover, climb. And so Candace and Eo are back up on each each chairs or each uh, ladder. Candace throws EO down, EO lands her feet gets to her ladder and shoves her off of the ladder over the top rope through the and she ends up falling through the ladder bridge and collapsing ladder bridge, climbs up, grabs briefcase four and a quarter good ass match um, I wish I remember more of the stuff that happened in it quite honestly but it was a good ass match, um, it's probably the best EO match this year um, really enjoyed mm. it Candace and EO, they're an all-time WWE rivalry now. They have four bangers. <laughs> they, they, they have four bangers. Between the three matches they've had individually and then war games, they have four bangers.
0: Forgot about war games.
2: Um. So yeah, uh, I'm assuming it's Andy Hartwell. Um, Imp Point out a good point about how when in the Gargano match when um, the person was interfering with Damian Priest how Priest never laid a hand on that person which could be that's a woman so obviously no man or no woman violence in WWE let's Triple H and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 34 um, and then you have Damn um, and then you have Shotzi um, able to hit um, this person we never saw Indy The whole show. Um, They showed in the video package that it was that Indy helped, has been helping her, you know, helping Candace. Um, And, you know, a couple weeks ago, we also had, you know, Shotzi and EO have a show of mutual respect and liking for each other. So, like, I think it's going to lead to, oh, it was Indy Hartwell all along tag match. So, um, until they figure out whatever they're going to do in the future, like, I'm assuming eventually they're going to have to get to EO versus uh, Rhea Ripley so um, can't wait for that match but this is a good ass show as I said and I really love
0: Wednesday yeah man what a show I mean that we just did yeah yeah. my fucking god hope y'all enjoyed this and it came out early for y'all boy don't say we ain't love y'all <laughs> yeah um,
2: that's the end of the show be sure to raise whatever app you're using to listen to this Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, go to slash social suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Um, be sure to listen to other shows on the network uh, besides One Nation Radio on Sundays. On Tuesdays, we have Keep It a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Growing Washes Shit. On Thursdays, we have the Great Consequences Podcast. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have all things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Later.